0: welcome to this week's the sports block podcast nathan stack in here alongside my good friend and co-host of this uh great podcast travis crims travis how we doing
1: we're good uh we got fall weather now that's that's the best summer weather sucks too hot yep too humid uh 65 here today it was kind of rainy during the day but now it's nice probably cloudy it's like 60 65 degrees here on a monday night and the uh, temperature is supposed to be in the low 70s for the most part this week so this this is the good stuff
0: i am seeing some 70s and even entering october that's when it's like okay i need it to be in the 50s and 60s in october but you're right this is the nice fall weather that we all like it's raining currently in saint cloud uh which is great because we still need the rain we're at a surplus for the month of september which is great but we are still like four to seven inches below average for the year uh, from early in the summer. But the drought is is subsiding a lot, which is great. Uh, lots of rain, though. It's great temperatures, great fall weather. It's real, It feels like football weather, and that's the great thing. Um, we're going to get to uh, – we're, uh, we're going to break down our fantasy matchup here this week uh, because I just think I'm – it's death taxes and you beating me. In fantasy football oh and also death taxes and Vikings field goal kickers missing important field goals at the end I uh, you' I don't know if we're fortunate or not fortunate that we didn't do the podcast right after the game on Sunday because I was livid and not livid from the standpoint that Greg Joseph missed the field goal but it's almost just like a culmination uh just I just you know, Stuff going on, not, like, uh, you know, 2021's been a bit of a tough year and stuff. And, you know, 2020 was tough with COVID. And it's just, like, all this pent-up frustration. Like, you don't, ex- it's just false hope that the Vikings give us week in and week out. And Greg Joseph, who makes 250-plus yard field goals, missed an extra point barely. It's right in the middle of the field. You're thinking, okay, you got it. But every Vikings fan it was, like, it had to be thinking, well, he's going to miss this. This isn't going to go right down the middle. And sure enough, pushed off to the right. Paul Allen, a K-fan, Vikings, you know, uh, Vox, uh, play-by-play guy, called it good. No, it wasn't good, Mr. Allen. That was a mistake on your part. Greg Joseph missed it by about a foot and a half. And the Vikings lose a game that they should have won. Uh and again it's a kicker that screws it up but I'm not blaming all of the I'm not blaming this game entirely on the leg of Greg Joseph because the defense was once again porous uh I have since calmed down I am not I'm more like in the acceptance stage uh for going through the the stages of grief or denial I it's I was just mad last night I was just absolutely mad like why does this happen, especially when Arizona got all the breaks? All the breaks. The the ricocheted ball that hit three Vikings defenders, and then tight end Max Williams caught it for 30 yards. Uh, then we have the the fumble by Rondale Moore, and Nick Vigil couldn't get his foot in, uh, his second foot in. Then you have Matt Prater's 62-yard field goal, and that was after uh, the terrible squib kick idea and then some terrible tackling on Rondale Moore. I just... It's so frustrating watching this st- stupid team.
1: I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't I don't get mad anymore because I don't care. I know, it's it's I gotta get to I that level. If they but... win or lose. My thing was when the game was done, he missed the field goal. It's so like, alright, let's eat some lasagna and some cheese bread that my mom just made. Like I don't care anymore that they win or lose. Last week he made the big field goal and it didn't matter because they didn't win anyway. And this week they didn't. Uh, they didn't make it. Like, what does it matter? If they're two and one and one, they tie. One tie, two ties. No, like zero. It doesn't matter to me because I have no. I have no. I just watch these games. I have no invested interest in them. It's like if they win, they win. They lose, they lose, and I'm on with the rest of my day. I, so, it, I think it sucks because I wish I cared, but I right. just don't. I can't care anymore because because mainly of things like this. It's like, how can you possibly care? When you watch a TV show or a movie for the first time, and you really like it, it's probably the best you'll ever, probably the best experience you'll have watching that. Because if you ever watch it again, it's like, well, I've seen this before, Mm -hmm. so I know I I know what's going to happen. There's no surprises at the end. I'm not guessing of how's this movie or TV show going to end.
0: I will say that there was one there was one movie that sticks out in my mind where I was better the second time than the first time. That was Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Because uh, in that movie, like in the previews and stuff, you see King John uh, or King Richard uh, say, I declare him to be an outlaw. And I was waiting the whole movie for that. I'm like, okay, when are we getting to this part? We're nearing the end. Like, I'm not understanding this. And then it turns out that... That was like the very last scene to set up the legend of Robin Hood. I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense now. I need to go back and see this movie because I've been waiting for this one scene and nothing was making sense to this point. And then it was good. That, that aside, what's frustrating is that this, as you said, like this happens over and over and over again. And apart from the Minneapolis Miracle... Have the Vikings ever really caught a break?
1: I just kind of look back and think of why I don't care anymore. You know, that Saints game, that was a big one. That's been, what, 11, 12 years ago now?
0: Yep, with the Brett Favre. uh, This isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl.
1: You know, the Falcons game, long time. That was was a heartbreaker, too. Yes. Um, Minneapolis Miracle was nice. But then more I think about it, it was that Eagles game the next week where they just completely shit the bed. They got to a pretty good start, and they got off they scored a touchdown right away.
0: Yep, got a pick on the first drive of the game for uh then, the, the Eagles and you're like, okay, maybe maybe stuff's going good here.
1: And I remember I was watching at my parents' house and I left at halftime and just drove back to Mitchell. Like you know, I am done with this. I can't. There's no reason to watch this game. It's is fucking terrible.
2: Mhm.
1: that was another one, so yeah, it's I look at that. When and I, I when they when they beat the Saints in the playoffs two years ago, I wasn't excited. I was like, all right, they that's stupid, they shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. It Doesn't make sense that they would win. And then this week, it figured me and this one guy were talking after the Mitchell game on Friday about it. It's like Vikings shouldn't win this Sunday. But then like it doesn't make any sense because Arizona played so well in week one, Vikings played so bad. Yeah. Yeah, this is a game the Vikings probably win just because it's a game you wouldn't expect them to win. Right. Stupid, a stupid thing like that. Like they shouldn't win, but they—they're they, probably going to because you don't expect it. And it's like the one of the two games each year that they win that you don't expect. And Fred, you want to guess the point spread for the game against Seattle this week? Mm. I, was, I was stunned. Fucking stunned.
0: Well, I saw initially uh, Seattle's favored by one and a half.
1: Yes, how, how the fuck is Seattle favored by one point? Well, do you think the Vikings should be favored? No, I think fucking Seattle should be favored by three or four. Well, they say three. I mean, the Vikings can. be, They almost beat them last year. It's they're gonna go. They're gonna beat Seattle, I guess, in week three.
0: I, I think so. I mean, they're, they're close. and I mean, t- Seattle just had a massive bedwetting against Tennessee. I mean, they couldn't stop King Henry to save their lives in the second half. I mean, they only ran Chris Carson, what, 13 times? I don't know if he got hurt or, or whatnot. But, uh, I mean, that game was at home, and Seattle absolutely let it get away from them.
1: Um, also, next time the Vikings have the ball at, what, the 20-yard line, 19-yard line with, like, 40 seconds left in timeout, Maybe fucking get closer. Maybe don't rely on the kicker to hit a forty-yard field goal. Well, now they maybe won't. try and score a fucking touchdown. Uh, they had no problem driving up the field in that final drive, right? Maybe try to score. Maybe get it inside the ten or the five. I maybe don't, try that. Maybe try it. Get it to like a twenty-five-yard field goal next time. Don't you think
0: uh, though that last, given what happened last week with Dalvin Cook fumbling the ball, that that played into that decision?
1: I think well, so. The ball. Pass it.
0: Well,
1: I'm sure at that point everybody think, "Oh yeah, well they're at the 20 yard line, they're in the field goal range. Mm-hmm. They're going to sit on it, and they did. Yep. Uh, fucking go, go, go I... for the fucking killer instinct because they never do, and, and then we get shit like this. We yep. never, never again, never again leave it up to the fucking kicker. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> if the fucking ball's at the one yard line. You <laughs> not look at what Baltimore did. Yes. Beautiful beam. Yes. Beautiful finish. What did they do? They had the fucking balls to go for it on a fourth and two. Or if they miss that, game's done. They yes. lose that game. Yep. Well, and they fucking went for it, and they went for it, and uh, they beat Kansas City. So if they do have the playoffs, I'd like that.
0: And Baltimore only got the ball back because Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbled it when he shouldn't have. I mean, Kansas City was in prime position to score and win the game there. Uh, I, yeah, and I was a little stunned, too, that they weren't going for it, you know, after they had moved the ball. And K.J. Osborne, by the way, has been has played phenomenal the first couple of weeks. Uh, he looked lost last year, but he's really coming into his own. It Like, really, truly providing the Vikings a number three option at wide receiver, which is nice. Uh, but he he made some good catches there. Um, and he's, he's their
1: only other receiver.
0: Well, Thielen I and thought, Jefferson. I, I
1: thought D.D. Westbrook would be a receiver. I guess he's just a partner turner. Yeah, yep. I don't. I don't see any other receivers out there. Right. Like, he's a good guy. Again, like, if one of these guys get hurt, like I always say, like, they have they have nobody. So, maybe I have got two receivers and now this other guy.
0: Well, right. Uh, but, and I agree with you. I think that they should have been a little bit more aggressive. But I also thought of, you know, like, what happened last week with Dalvin Cook fumbling the football. It's like... If if he fumbles it there, like let's say they turn it over, then we're talking about well, why didn't they wait for that final play? So I think it's kind of a, a catch twenty two or damned if you don't, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Oh really? He missed the
1: kick anyway. So he did. He and it, yep. And it's it's and lucky not. for me. I only saw the second half of this game. I come in, my dad says you've been paying attention. I'm like nope. So I'm sure it's not good. Oh, well, they're down 24-23 at the half. I'm like holy fuck. And then I watched the second half, and it's 10 to 10. Yeah. And I, I don't care enough to watch the first half anyway. I don't need to see what happened. Well, the so, <laughs> second play I, from... I got to see basically nothing. Vikings scored three points. Mm-hmm. They scored three points in the second half. Yeah.
0: Yep. And that's what my dad said, too. He's like, yeah, how, how do you only score three points on offense? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why, you know, Zimmer's not more aggressive with I mean, the first half, you know, the second play from scrimmage, 64-yard touchdown pass to K.J. Osborne by from Kirk Cousins. I mean, Osborne was wide open. It was great. They were up 20-7, to and then Joseph missed the extra point. And you just wonder, like, oh, my gosh, hope that doesn't come back to cost him. And then Prater yeah. kicks a 62-yard field. It's just like everything goes against the Vikings. They've been so close. I mean, to be 0-2 with a minus-4 point differential <laughs> is you have to know that stuff just isn't going your way, and as Zimmer said, we're two plays away from being two and zero. Yeah, woulda, shoulda, coulda, east woulda. You just you just can't. It's it's just very 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 frustrating with this team because something always happens. i ne- I've never seen a franchise be this snake bitten, this uh, um, jinxed by the sports gods than the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, name me another franchise that has this. I like. Buffalo, you could say that to a degree, but I don't think they have the heartbreakers on a consistent basis. Cleveland, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess I understand that to a degree. I don't think there's a baseball team out there that that necessarily has that.
1: Um, Red, Redskins and Cubs had a pretty good run.
0: but Red, then it, Yes, then yep, then it, the Red Sox and the Cubs did, yes. But they have at least won a championship but then it or ended, two then it then. ended
1: after 80, 90, 100 years. Yes. We're yeah. only 60 years into this run, so we got a good four decades to go. Yeah,
0: uh, it's just so oh, – it, it's just so frustrating. And, and I don't know why anyone would put blame on Kirk Cousins. This wasn't his fault. Um, you know, they, they played – the offensive line played well. The defense – could you please cover someone? Like, cover Rondale Moore. I don't know why he's so wide open on that <laughs> touchdown – uh, I think, uh, late in the second quarter, I mean, it's just absolutely wide open. Patrick Peterson's been terrible. Brashad, Bre- uh, yeah, Bashad Breeland has sucked tremendously. Uh, this secondary was supposed to be one of their strengths, and it is a huge weakness right now.
1: Everybody was talking about this defense, they yeah. played not very well.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree. There were two, there were two plays that I didn't agree with, but I ended up working out. The, uh, the final, the, I guess their second-to-final drive when they punted it with, like, 2.40 to go. It was like, can like, I get that. the ball back, yep. They did.
0: Yep, they were lucky. They are very, very lucky on that. I tweeted that out, and like, why in the hell are they doing this?
1: Heather Murray runs out of bounds for some fucking reason to give him an extra timeout, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that one, and then there was another one. It was, like, fourth and one, fourth and two from their own 40 or something. Mm-hmm. It was like third fourth quarter. Like, go for it. Yes. Go for it. Yes. In the shootout, there wasn't a lot of points in the second half, but in this shootout, it's like, go for it. Fourth and one, fourth and two, it's your four. Just go for it. What had what so, their
0: defense done to to prove to Zimmer yeah. that they could stop I mean, Granted, the Cardinals did only score 10 points in the second half, so the defense did play better. They forced a couple of picks. Uh, Nick Vigil, who, by the way, needs to uh, – I mean, he's playing in place of Barr – but the Vikings need to sign him to an extension because he's been brilliant so far. Yeah, two games.
1: Anthony Barr, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, this is who the fuck is Nick Vigil is. He's been great.
0: Former Bengal, uh, played with the Chargers last year, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's he's good. He's very good.
1: Um... So, I don't I, I watched the second half. They got a few turnovers. They got Seattle and Cleveland coming up next. I don't care what happens. Um, We'll see what happens with the Packers' lines tonight, but I don't know. Another loss. Put it on the books. It's another great Viking loss.
0: The fortunate thing is that the NFC North appears to be far more wide open this year, at least potentially, than what we initially thought. Because the Packers will see. I I think the Packers trounce the Lions here. We're recording this on a Monday night, so the, the game hasn't been played yet. But assuming they do, I think they get trounced then by San Francisco next week. They're going to be 1-2. Vikings beat Seattle next week. They're 1-2. Chicago's going to lose to Cleveland. Justin Fields didn't look all that great against Cincinnati. He's going to get the start against Cleveland because Andy Dalton's got a bone bruise on his knee. I can't imagine Chicago plays him. Uh, but I think Cleveland wins that game. But Cleveland hasn't looked great. Uh, they they went you know, toe-to-toe with... Kansas City week one, and then struggled to beat a terrible Texans team, which, by the way, did you
1: see? Well, you, maybe, maybe. Maybe the Texans aren't as terrible as we thought. Maybe it's not. Two weeks, it's two weeks in. It's two weeks in. I need probably four or five weeks to say, all right, we were right on this. We were wrong on that. Yep. But Houston hasn't been terrible, which is nice.
0: Did you see what happened in the Browns Texans game on Sunday? Or did you hear about this, see it on Twitter, anything like that?
1: No, I was at the in laws in the first hour. We watched Red Zone, and then I didn't see anything until the second half of the Vikings game. Okay. There was. I don't know. We were watching Red Zone. It's hard to keep up with it when the volume's not on. There's like touchdowns that don't count, and I have no idea why certain things didn't count. that. Mm
0: -hmm. I love Red Zone. Red Zone is just. It uh, changed the way I've forever watched football. But let me set the scene here. Uh, in Cleveland. I can't remember I think the score was seven to seven in the second quarter. And Houston has the ball. It's seven seven 14-14. Anyway, Houston's got the ball. It's third and fifteen. They complete a uh they complete a pass for 13 yards, so it's gonna be fourth and two. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Offsides against Cleveland. David Cully, head coach of the Texans, declines the penalty and then punts it.
1: It was what? 3rd and 10?
0: It was 3rd and 15. They picked up 13 yards, so it would have been 4th and 2. There was offsides on Cleveland, so it's either 4th and 2 or 3rd and 10. He declined the penalty and then punted the football.
1: Wouldn't you decline the penalty and go for it?
0: Or wouldn't you accept the penalty and then go go for it on 3rd and 10? Yeah? I... I... He said after the game he was trying to like look at like field position and stuff and pin the Browns deep. And then afterward, he's like, yeah, that was – then I guess Monday he said it was a mistake. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. That's a big mistake.
1: Like, how like, – Again, like, how, how do you do this? And we're sitting home and we're like, all right, if you're going to decline the penalty, then you're probably going to go for it. Right. And, and if not, then you go for it on third and ten. Yeah, I mean, some of these things don't make any sense with timeouts and end of game stuff and stupid stuff like this. It's Ke- like
0: Kevin Stefanski, the Browns' head coach, was like, "What? What just happened?"
1: I mean, it. How we'll take it. it we'll take it. it it's bad. We'll, we'll decline it. We'll decline it, and then we'll punt. Yeah,
0: it, it, didn't, it didn't. make any sense. No, no sense whatsoever. A bad day for quarterbacks. Week two on that on a Sunday. Uh, quarterback's going down. Charlie's Dolphins lose to a tug of Ribs, uh, doesn't sound like it's too injured. Uh, you know, just bruised, it's not broken, anything like that. But he's in a tremendous amount of discomfort and pain. So we'll see what the Dolphins do against the Raiders this week. The Raiders might not be without Derek Carr. He has an ankle injury. He's, uh, John Gruden said he's questionable. I imagine he's going to play because he didn't miss a snap against Pittsburgh, but then again, that could be some of the adrenaline. Andy Dalton, knee bruised. He is out uh, probably this week. Tyrod Taylor pulled hamstring for the Texans. They're a short week against the Carolina Panthers Thursday night. So that means David Davis Mills is going to get the start for the Houston Texans. So can't wait to tune in to Thursday night football to watch Davis Mills run the Houston Texans offense. Rookie from Stanford. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield had to leave the game momentarily in that Browns Texans game because his shoulder popped out or something, but he said he's fine and good to go. And then we get to our good buddy, Carson Wentz, who has two ankles and both are sprained. One, I think, is a little more severely sprained than the other, uh, but oh, that's. Uh, here is the same old adage time and time again. Carson Wentz gets injured.
1: What a shock. He's usually pretty durable and doesn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he only gets hurt about once a year. So. He's already gotten uh, hurt twice this season. What I did, I, I put I put $10 on every underdog to cover in the noon game, but I think it was 4-4. Four four four. Okay. So evened out, and then I didn't do anything in the afternoon games, and... Dallas Chargers. I don't know what the point spread on that one was, but the Vikings covered. Yeah. The uh, what was the other game?
0: The Seahawks Titans.
1: Seahawks Titans Titans won outright, and they were underdog. And Falcons they did not cover. Right. So yeah. uh, underdogs have done well early on. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You would think like once you get going, like the first couple weeks, people don't know who's really good, who's not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So and uh, Cincinnati almost beat Chicago. Yep, against uh, Carolina, athletics. that was a big upset. Carolina beating the Saints. I, so. See,
0: I don't think that's a big upset. Everyone's talking
1: about because I, the, if I'm looking, I would at,
0: say
1: winning it, but then they won by what, like four touchdowns? They they won by a lot. I have, when we got to killing the Packers, they got killed themselves by the Panthers. They did so nobody did, has in the playoffs.
0: If I'm looking at my my book here that I that I marked down all the the schedules, the wins and losses, I have the Panthers at three and zero. I had him beating Houston. I had him beating the Jets. Had him beating New Orleans, and I say that because, you know, I'm looking at this game. that The Saints are without eight head coach, eight assistant coaches because of COVID. Uh, Marcus Davenport, the defensive end, was injured. I think they had another injury or something along the line, along the uh, on the defense. there, either in the secondary or along the defensive line. Carolina has a very good defense playing at home. If this game was played in New Orleans. Maybe a different result, but I I picked Carolina because I thought they were a slightly better team, and given everything that the Saints were going through with COVID and being down coaches and players, just thought it was an opportunity for them to get this win. And I don't know how much of a difference those coaches would have made, likely not nothing because they aren't the ones turning the ball over like Jameis Winston uh, was. He's not eating a W this weekend; he's eating a big fat L. Um, but to me, like. I think a lot of people were stunned at that Panthers game, and yes, the final score twenty six to seven is a little surprising. But overall, I'm not I'm not shocked that the Panthers won that game. I picked them, so I, I'm not even shocked, or maybe even a little surprised.
1: Teddy Bridgewater, I would have him right now as my quarterback over Kirk Cousins. Um, they got the Jets next week. Denver should be three and zero. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ra- Raiders, they had you know the great win Monday night. And they beat the they beat the Steelers. So
2: yep.
1: Raiders too. Yeah, Raiders and Panthers, I would say, would be your two surprises. Eagles were looking good for a while, and then they they, they had a touchdown that got, that got taken off the board somehow. Then they didn't do anything after that. So um, I'm liking I'm liking my Ravens. San Francisco Super Bowl. Well, right you, if
0: Baltimore was very close to being down 0, uh, to zero and two, and Patrick Mahomes
1: supposed to be
0: 2-0. Yeah, yep, oh. that, that's very true. Just like the Vikings, just like the Vikings, um, Patrick, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes throws a terrible interception on a third down. He was trying to escape, trying to make a play, but it, it was a bad idea. If you just take the sack, you're going to pin the Ravens deep. It would, it's still 35-24 at that point. I think the Chiefs wind up winning that game because the Ravens would have had to travel down the length of the field. I think just time would have been too much of a factor. Uh, I mean, they just pounded it down the Chiefs' throats. I don't know how you're going to stop the, the the option or the, the, the RPOs that the Ravens run with those massive offensive linemen. Uh, and I, I didn't think they were going to win because there are just so many injuries that the Ravens have suffered in the Chiefs haven't had to deal with anything. Honey Badger they had to pick six in that game, uh, but the Ravens figured out a way to take away Tyreek Hill, and you know, I guess Travis Kelsey ended up with a uh, hundred yards and a tremendous forty-six yard touchdown. Uh, he's fast. He's shifty. He does everything. He is. I could compare him to Gronk. Gronk. Gronk and Kelsey are very similar in my in my mind.
1: You and your wife. I don't. I don't see that. Gronkowski and your wife, but that's you. No, and I your said running. in
0: my mind. Huh? I said in my mind. Oh, never mind. Oh my gosh. Oh, Krinz, it's been a day. I, oh, thought I can't yeah. believe I didn't catch that right away. Very good on yeah. your part. Very good on your part.
1: Like whenever I watch that Chiefs game, it's like he'd throw it to some guy, and then he would just run forty yards, and it'd be a touchdown all of a sudden on a play that shouldn't be a touchdown, right? Somebody would catch it, and Travis Kelsey or whoever, and they would just run, and he wouldn't get touched, and people would miss him, and it would be like a 50-yard touchdown. I'm like, oh, that was easy.
0: And, like, oh. how, how come they don't do that more often? Just just run the same, like, five plays because no one can stop you.
1: The Chiefs, things have to come back to earth yep. for them. Yep. They've been too good in close games, and this was a close game in which they finally lost. Mm-hmm. So I feel like close games even out. Vikings have lost a lot of them. Chiefs have won almost all of them. Uh, just whatever they did last year, they pretty much won everyone except maybe one. So I feel like they are due. They got Chargers this week, which should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like close games. They might be more toward the five hundred mark,
0: Could instead be. of being
1: like nine and one or ten and one.
0: Well. Th- the the Browns game week one was a close one. This one was a close one. I mean, they only have a plus three point differential so far through two games. Sixty eight points scored, sixty five allowed. Uh, the sixty five allowed it ranks. Um, I think like the 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 Vikings have the second have allowed the second most points in the NFC. Uh, so that's wonderful. The Titans have allowed more. The Ravens have allowed more. Uh, so amongst those teams, yes, yeah, so the Vikings are ahead of only four teams in terms of points allowed. So that's wonderful. Um Yeah, not good. And at one point yesterday, Zach Wilson, uh hey, oh my godo oh God, uh he had completed as many passes to his own team as he did the Patriots. Uh, he ended up with four interceptions. And so, at one point, four completions to the Jets, four completions to the Patriots. That's not a recipe for success. He was terrible. And uh, Peter King made a very good point in his Monday morning quarterback uh, column. And it was that the Jets have done Zach Wilson such a huge disservice, not only with the offensive line. I mean, Mackay Becton is out like four to six weeks after uh, getting knee surgery and whatnot. Uh, But... The biggest issue for the Jets is that they have no quarterback behind Zach Wilson that they could have benched. Like, you throw four interceptions to the Patriots, and it's just the game's getting away from you. Your confidence is shot. You just got to say, okay, we're done here. I mean, he threw one one interception in the second half. There was no Jet around for 20 yards. The, The closest guy was a Patriot, and that's who it looked like he was throwing to. It was absolutely... Terrible, and yet they're the only other quarterback, the only other active quarterback that the Jets had yesterday was some guy named Mike White. I who and who's Mike White? Would you ask? Yeah, he's from Western Kentucky. Uh, this is his third year in the league. He's the only, why don't you have a serviceable backup behind Zach Wilson that can help the rookie, help the, teach him stuff? I mean, the Jets. This is Sam Darnold written all over it again.
1: Zach Wilson's going to be awful. He is. (laughs) Maybe it's the Jets' fault. Uh, Whatever it is, he's going to be terrible. He's already been terrible. I I never understood. I never understood where this guy came from. Uh, Ryan Clark on ESPN. Uh, Let's see. David Pollock compared... Uh, Wilson to Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> uh, quarterbacks and football? Tony and Romo when, loves
0: Tony Romo loved Zach Wilson uh, yes. at least he did a month ago
1: and then Ryan uh, Ryan Clark after watching the film, McGree says he makes plays that other guys in college can't that includes Trevor Lawrence okay uh, David Pollock compares him to Mahomes and Rodgers he says he scares the crap out of me because my comparisons that keep coming to mind when I watch him are too good. Uh, He's he just great. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, Jim Mora. Jim Mora Jr. compares him to Aaron Rodgers.
2: Hmm.
1: And blah, blah, blah. I think of Aaron Rodgers. I think this kid is special. Steve Berline compared him to Joe Montana. Oh, my. <laughs> he reminds me of another really cool quarterback from back in our time, Joe Montana. A lot of the skills, the way he moves, he just reminds me of Joe Montana. I think he's fucking Jake Locker. How's that for a goddamn comparison? <laughs> I was saying this fucking before the draft. Well, I, like, I, are you I, out of your fucking mind? Like, what the hell do I see in him Well, I think he's the, the drizzling shits and everybody else thinks, fuck, he's Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, and Pat Mahomes.
0: All right, so I'm going to. What? Gonna, I'm going to. What? I got to pull up BYU's schedule last year just to see. Who in the he, hell did he play? That's that's what I'm pulling up. I mean, he. We know he lost to Coastal Carolina, so we already know that. Uh, he, he lost to the Chanticleers, even though that was a uh, on a on a short week and whatnot. So let me get this pulled up here. Uh, I mean, that,
1: that's just amazing to me. Amazing to me that they can think that, that that any two people can think two completely opposite things.
0: Well, I think it's the. I mean, they're looking at the skill set that he has, but you how's how's how his skill set? Watch his first
1: two games with the Jets. How's his skill set?
0: Well, Peyton Manning also looked like crap against you know his rookie year, and he turned out pretty good. I just just saying, like, the, I
1: mean, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana. Pat I say Jake Locker. He should be out of football in about four years.
0: I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning, just for the record. I'm not. Right. Uh all I was saying is Well, that... you need
1: to be better than what he's got. I mean, goddamn Yeah. Oh, it it's like geez, four interceptions. I mean, geez here. I got another list for you. I had a list last week. Mhm. Uh, what was he last? six sacks in week one and I ran down a bunch of guys who'd been sacked six yes. times in their first yes. third or whatever. Yep they were bad. Here's another list for you, Sacken. Okay. What do we got here? These are guys who have thrown, uh, what, four interceptions in their first two games. Hmm. They've yeah. had a, a game of four interceptions. Has he had,
0: has he had four interceptions in each of his first two games?
1: No, he just... Uh, or
0: just at least one four-interception game in his first two.
1: Yep, yeah, it was his 10th pass yesterday. It was his fourth interception. Yeah. Um... Last twelve quarterbacks to throw at least four interceptions in their first or second start. Okay. Okay. There is there are two guys on this list who are worth anything. Nathan Peterman, of course.
0: <laughs> oh, I like it already. Ryan Lindley. Oh, yes, that former Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Uh-huh.
1: Your guy, Brandon Whedon. <laughs> some guy i barely remember him keith noah
0: don't know that guy at all maybe
1: the rams i have no idea ryan fitzpatrick all right yeah I man, that's that's good brooks bollinger all right the other good guy on this list alex smith
0: yeah all right that's that's good
1: well final five it's john navarre henry burris patrick ramsey joey harrington clint sterner Four interceptions in either their first or second starts. Wow. If he becomes Alex Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I will be fucking amazed. <laughs> it is half that good. Brandon Whedon, yes. Nathan Peterman, yes. Brooks Bollinger, yes. These are the guys I compare Zach Wilson to. I don't compare him to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Montana, three of the ten best ever. I compare him to Ryan Lindley and John Navarre and Patrick Ramsey. That's the class he goes into, and until he does something worth a damn, Bill Wilson will can be in that class of people.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I don't recall last year, heading into the season, that a lot of people had Zach Wilson high on their board. Like, oh, you know, no. look out look out for Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, they were talking, of course, about Trevor Lawrence. They were talking about – I mean, Mac Jones had a decent rise as well. Uh, but it was Justin Fields, it was, uh, hey, Fields. Hey, it was Trevor Lawrence. Mean. Trey Lance yeah. was mentioned because of what he did his freshman season at North Dakota State, which even seemed a bit – a bit of a stretch, but like Kellen Mond, those guys like that, they were getting mentioned. I don't recall Zach Wilson having a whole lot of buzz surrounding him. Here's BYU's schedule last year. And keep in mind, this is a COVID season. So how much do you really take away from?
1: This is an independent schedule.
0: Yes. Yes. And they probably, and they came up with some stuff probably because they had, they had certain conferences canceled because they had, uh, you know, like conference only and stuff. So, uh, Keep in mind, this is their new. This was their new revamped schedule that they came up with. September seventh, crushed Navy fifty-five to three. Well, turns out Navy wasn't all that good. Uh, September twenty-sixth, they beat Troy forty-eight to seven. All right, Troy, way way to go. Uh, Louisiana Tech, October second, forty-five to fourteen. Okay, I mean Louisiana Tech, fine. UTSA. 27-20 on October 10th. They did go to Houston. They did beat the Houston Cougars. Uh, Dana Hal- Halgerson and uh you know, left West Virginia for Houston. But uh, he did something. You know, King. Houston wasn't that good last year. 43-26. October 24th, they beat Texas State 52-14. October 31st, Western Kentucky. They beat them 41-10. Here's by far the most impressive uh, game here. Boise State, in Boise, November 6th, they win 51-17. November 21st, against North Alabama, they win 66-14. They lose to Coastal Carolina on December 5th, 22-17. In December 12th, they beat San Diego State, 28-14. In the Boca Raton Bowl against UCF, they beat them 49-23. So, I look at these... at this schedule, and I see, yes, I mean huge numbers, uh, big blowout wins, but the the level of competition, apart from Boise State and UCF, it's just worthless to me. I mean, it's just not that good. You should be, you should be shredding these guys.
1: People like whatever they like about them. Yeah, Tony Romo thought he'd be a top three to five quarterback very quickly. Chris Collins, who I really like, uh, mentioned Aaron Rodgers.
0: Did he slide in with that comment? Did he slide in with the Aaron Rodgers comparison? Slide
1: in with it. Um, Boston Globe, Patrick Mahomes. What's his draft profile say? You always got a ridiculous comparison. Um Overview, strengths, weaknesses. I really like the BYU kid. Said some anonymous guy, "This quarterback class is so overrated." I would agree with that, but I think he's going to be a, uh, end up being one of the good ones of this draft. I think Mac Jones is going to be as good as anybody mm-hmm. in the draft. Uh, weaknesses, level of competition. Yes, level of competition. Uh, struggled with accuracy in de- decision making against Coastal Carolina. Uh, it's two and four against top twenty five teams in his career. It's I don't I don't I don't understand uh, NFL comparison. This is actually a good one. Some guy NFL wrote something up. Jake Plummer. It's like all right, that's that's reasonable. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer, but a pretty good quarterback, Jake Plummer. That's. should be more things like that. Quit using Drew Brees and, and everybody else and Aaron Rodgers as comparisons. And, and, Quit doing that. And let's, you, let's. Use Jake Plummer. Use Dante Culpepper. Uh, use these other guys. Use Alex Smith. Quit using Hall of Famers. And
0: we're shitting on Zach Wilson right now, but it's not Zach Wilson's fault that he was getting these comparisons. So you're, you've oh. already set him up to fail by this result you're setting him up to fit and that's why like again i don't blame him necessarily for the the four interceptions was it bad decision making against the patriots absolutely but he has no offensive line he has no quarterback outside of mike white in that in that quarterback room that can help guide him like you need a strong serviceable backup you need someone to be able to yank him yesterday and say hey you know what it's a bad day out there. Just shake it off and you'll be okay. You, you're just feeding him to the wolves. I mean, what does that do for him? Again, that's what Sam Darnold experienced for so many years there. Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. He was taking, what, number three overall out of UFC uh, by the Jets? There was a lot of expectations for him, and they never supplied him with the right amount of talent. And the Jets did that this year with Zach Wilson, getting Corey Davis from Tennessee uh, the wide receiver for the Titans. They draft. They got Tevin Coleman, the running back from uh, both Atlanta and San Francisco. They drafted Michael Carter. Uh, they have Denzel Mims from Baylor. Like they, they surrounded. They put more uh, weapons around Zach Wilson than they ever did for Sam Darnold. But yet, the glaring needs, the ones that you need to have the most, is a good quarterback in the quarterback room. To be able to learn from, to absorb information, to just sound, be at that sounding board. Maybe Mike White is that sounding board, but he sure as hell ain't gonna help Zach Wilson figure out the Patriots' defensive scheme. He just isn't. He's not that good. If he was good, he wouldn't be the backup for the frickin' Jets. You'd need a you need a, a veteran in there like a Joe Flacco. Like he you know Flacco was there last year. You need that. And also then this offensive line is in shambles because Mikeai Becton sucks or he's injured right now and we hopefully he'll be good but the rest of the offensive line stinks so what have you really done for Zach Wilson it looks like the exact same thing that they did for Sam Darnold only they have some shiny weapons to say like hey we tried to help Zach you didn't do anything to Sam Darnold now look at Sam Darnold's doing with the Carolina Panthers threw for over 300 yards against the Saints he's looked really good through two games Panthers are 2-0 the Jets are 0-2
1: And everybody knew he was going number two to the Jets. So why would you say, yeah, he's going to be this good? Or like, you know what? I think he's going to be, he's got talent, but he's going to go to the Jets. So I don't think Jets don't have anybody for him. Right. So why would you say he's going to be good? I like can say Mac Jones. Hey, Mac Jones is this and that, but hey, it looks like New England's a pretty good team and they should be okay uh, with, with him as quarterback. No, Trevor Lawrence. There's not much down in Jacksonville, and he has not played well either. So it's like give be a little bit more realistic here. So we'll see with Zach Wilson, but boy, it's been as bad of a start as you could possibly be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, we again we're not trying to shit on Zach Wilson. We're just saying that for the hype that he got, the comparisons, the 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 terrible comparison, You could say he has a skill set similar to. Uh, I see throws that that Patrick Mahomes could make, but I'm not going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to compare him to. It, it just I, I don't I don't get it. You have to be a little more reasonable or surefire, and maybe it'll it'll change. But so far through two weeks, uh, it just it seems like it's destined to fail in New York, and that's more a result of what the Jets organization is doing rather than Wilson himself. But again, when you throw a pass and Devin McCordy looks like he's the intended receiver, and there's no other jet in the, the television screen, you, you have major issues and uh, perhaps some questionable decision-making. But
1: And the and one guy who, in, in Patrick Mahomes, who ah, you can compare him to anybody, and he's better than all of them, he's the best quarterback anybody's ever seen... And he was what, like the third, fourth guy taken in that draft, like 12th, 13th overall, whatever, it came, or tenth, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs picked him, and I mean, nobody thought, "Oh you know, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's a no-brainer." Because if he would have been, he would have been the number one pick overall. He right. would have dropped eight to ten to twelve.
0: Like when I see Lamar Jackson now, I'm hearing the comparisons to Michael Vick. That's a very apt comparison yes. to me. And you know what? If you wanted to call him that out at like a Louisville at first maybe you been like well Michael Vick was awfully electric and with with the ball we need to see what Lamar Jackson could be i think that's what you can say it's like this guy could be like Michael Vick potentially i, I don't know it's maybe it's the phrasing he, he, it's he's the better,
1: he for me he's better than michael i think he is i think he's going to have a better career than michael Vick. yes i think he already he, has he already won an mvp like in yeah. his first year i i think
0: lamar has Better is a better passer, and I think he's a faster runner. But Michael Vick was so electric. I think if Michael Vick had more electric and more like jaw-dropping runs than Lamar Jackson, that's, Lamar Jackson is just super fast. Uh, and that's not taken away. But it's again like that's an apt comparison. Lamar Jackson is this generation's Michael Vick.
1: Ah. Yeah. And that, I mean that, that makes a lot of sense. So, like, if yeah, I were to... these analysts, they, these analysts have no idea what they're doing because if they did, they'd say, you know what, Pat Mahomes, he's going to be the greatest quarterback ever, and nobody was saying that, not even close. Well, they were talking that up though with
0: Jordan Love from Utah State a couple years ago, and that—that's kind of why the Packers traded
1: for. By all means, Jordan Love play a game again. Another guy who I think is going to be terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And he'll get his chance. Maybe next year he'll get his chance, but uh, we will see. And I don't expect anything, by all means, Green Bay. Green Bay's had a pretty good track record quarterbacks the past 30 years. I think that ends with Jordan Love.
0: Yeah, it could. And don't you feel kind of bad, though, that Jordan Love has that comparison drawn with
1: him? I mean – no, because it's not his fault. It's just these analysts. Like, what are you watching? Okay, he did this great throw, speed, and accuracy, and this and that. All right, he did it against Texas State. The fuck do I care? Like, some of these games, why would you even watch them? Why would you even break down the film against some of these teams? Like, why? Why would you even break the film down against Navy? <laughs> like, for what, what is that going to show you, good or bad? who do you play? Coastal Carolina, maybe the best team he played last year. How'd that go? Not very well. Look at him when he plays the really good teams. You know who did really well against the really good teams? Deshaun Watson did really well. He carved up Alabama a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. So, look at what you know, they do against the really good teams. And yet, so. he
0: wasn't taken.
1: He was taken after no. the games. Like I would uh, gladly taken him. He did really good. So I'm trying to. Think- I don't know. I'm I don't to know think- what the process is, but I'm not a fan of it because it ain't very accurate. Who,
0: who was the first player taken in that draft? Because I, we all know who the second guy was. It was some guy named Frank. Frank Trubisky.
1: Was it some know, offensive lineman, defensive end? I don't even know. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, I'll have to go it back 2008, to... 2008, HM 2017?
0: Yeah, it was the year that Mahomes got drafted, so... It was so great that it had to be taken
1: number one overall. I,
0: I don't know why, I can't remember. I feel all like Oh, like Roman was, what like a...
1: Miles Garrett, and he's been great. So, right. all right, fair enough.
0: Yep.
1: Miles um, Garrett, you want to take Miles Garrett? Go ahead. Yep. Uh, Frank was number two. Fucking ridiculous. Oh. Uh, Solomon Thomas. I haven't heard anything from Solomon Thomas with San Francisco. Um, Leonard Fournette. Jackson, the number four, didn't work out. Corey Davis, he's not been great. Mm-hmm. For the fifth overall pick, no. So, yeah, not not good. When the when the two best guys are Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson, number 10 and number 12, I mean, you got T.J. Watt at number 30. And again – Delvin Cook at 41. Yeah.
0: Joe Mixon and, was in the – I think he was like 48 or – or something.
1: Alvin, and, Alvin Kamala was a third-round pick. Yep. Jude Smith-Schuster. Six, uh, Chris Godwin, 84th overall. Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt at 86.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Kenny Galladay, he's in real well with uh, the Lions. So is he with the Giants now?
0: Yes, he is, yep.
1: He was almost a fourth-round pick. So,
0: yep. And the funny... Uh, yeah. And, again, kind of similar there to Zach Wilson... Frank Trubisky had this one great year at UNC, and all of a sudden everyone's slurping him up. But meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes has put up some pretty good numbers at Texas Tech. Deshaun Watson was clearly the best quarter. I think in our mind, going in, he was the best quarterback in the draft. And yet the and yet the Texans he fell into their laps. Or I think they, they traded up for him just a couple of spots, but he went after Mahomes and and after uh, Trubisky. So, I mean, we can look at that and say, like, okay, now looking at it, yeah, the Chiefs got kind of – they knew what they had in Patrick Mahomes, but he had more of a body of work than than Trubisky did, and certainly Deshaun Watson had that. So I don't know why you kind of get caught with these flash-in-the-pan one-hit one, one hit wonders. This isn't the, the, the Bengals with walk like an Egyptian here, and then, like, has there been any – uh, I guess a uh, manic Monday would be another hit by them, but can you name any other Bengals song? I can't. Uh, same thing here. Like, it's just bad, bad drafting. Like, don't go with the one-hit wonders. Just go with the guys who have produced in college, and that's where Deshaun Watson, clear number one. At least that's this year with Trevor Lawrence. Okay, you didn't didn't do something stupid and say, oh, we're going to take Zach Wilson or whatever. But why wouldn't you take Justin Fields over uh, Zach Wilson this year? He had a far better body of work than Zach Wilson did. He's had more of an established career against better competition. That matters. It matters. You can't just look at these one-year wonders all the time. Some work out. Some don't.
1: One of the best tight ends in football, George Kittle, was taken in the fifth round.
0: Hmm. How about it's Travis just, How about Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Oh, are you still in the twenty seventeen draft?
1: Well, twenty seventeen draft. So it's you know, there's always gonna be guys that slip through the cracks. Yeah. But not everything's perfect, but again, if you're picking top ten, you gotta be better than that.
0: Mm-hmm. You do. So. Absolutely. So that's that. A uh, nice little tangent we went on there on the NFL. And uh, apologies to the Zach Wilson family. But, um, uh, again, it's not his fault that he's getting these comparisons and not his fault that the Jets aren't doing anything. The Jets are doing him a disservice.
1: Leave it at that. Uh, we Also, I'm interested yeah. here to watch, uh, not really watch the game, Lions and uh, Packers, but... To watch this, uh, the the Manning brothers and their broadcast. Um, Because this, uh, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, I don't need to watch that. Are you surprised Uh,
0: that ESPN has been pumping the promos for Peyton and Eli as much as they have and not even, like, hardly even mentioning, you know, Brian Greasy, Steve Levy, and. Louis Riddick doing the call if you're that number one broadcasting team and ESPN is actively trying to take away viewers from you to go even if it's just again to another ESPN channel wouldn't that feel like a slight
1: there weren't a lot of people that watched it last week like what game was on ABC I assume it's not on ABC tonight uh, a lot of people watch it on ABC and ESPN. There are like six hundred and fifty thousand to watch the the Manning thing. That's all I saw on Twitter that mm-hmm. night. Yep, uh, was that and. I was like, all right. Well, what, so what is this going to be? This Peyton Manning, Eli Manning thing. What are they? I assume they're at home. I, I assume, and I just set it set up something in their house. I think it's at I think
0: it's at their separate homes. I don't know if they're in the same studio or no. Same they're, they're
1: they're they at their own homes, and you know, yeah, uh, I'll do these games when I don't want to travel to these games every week, and just set it up by a studio in my house so I can wash it. Mm-hmm. And from what I saw, all the clip and this is this is terrific. This is a new way to watch football games. You got two guys watching it. uh, You can clearly see what's going on with the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't need, they provide the, 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 uh, they're the analysts for the game and they provide other stuff and they got guys on Charles Barkley and also Wilson and Travis Kelsey and all these other guys and, it's a good mix of like a talk show and just like people over to watch a football game where, you, you know, you don't need to break down everything and they get a pretty good insight to, to what's going on yep. and they're funny and they're entertaining. And I feel like this is going to be copied by the other network. Somehow you put something on FS1 or you put something on CBS sports network or whatever you would do. Right. I feel like this, this was a good thing that ESPN did. And I, I feel like this is going to be copied.
0: Yep, I agree. It's kind of like what Fox initially started with the officiating, like with the official with uh, Mike Carrera. Yeah,
1: and, and everybody then, copied it because it worked so well. It's like, how did we not think of this before?
0: Yep, then CBS copied it, ESPN, NBC, and, and yeah, now it's a, a whole thing. So, yeah, you're, you're right. I don't know who, though, you would get that I would rather watch than Peyton and Eli. If they, it would only be better if they brought Cooper in because Cooper is hilarious. By the way, Cooper and Arch Manning were at the you know Arch Manning is Peyton's nephew and Cooper's son he's easily I mean I will tank for uh, uh, I will march for Arch if I'm a Viking uh the fan here in like 4 years for uh, for for him wherever he goes Arch Manning's going to be the real deal and uh, he was at the George, they were at the Georgia game the family was the Georgia's huh? making a hard push uh, to recruit him, as is Alabama, Tennessee, I'm sure Ole Miss, a lot of uh, you know, Texas and stuff. So they're at the Georgia game, and uh, Sean McDonough, Todd Blackstone are calling the game for ESPN, and they're showing uh, the Manning family a lot and talking about him. And you know they just mentioned how funny Cooper is, and it, we've heard that time and time again. Uh, and Cooper is incredibly funny. I think he would be an asset to add to these uh, broadcasts for the Mannings.
1: ESPN tried for years with Dennis Miller and mm-hmm. Tony Corners. I like Tony Corners. I, I liked him doing it, but he was there too, and it just didn't work out doing that thing. Mm-hmm. But this, this—I think this is you know a week into it. I think this is a huge success, mm-hmm. and I think they figured something out finally after all of these years. So like, all right. We're going to do a separate broadcast with these two, and the, the the main ESPN broadcast still gets 25 times the number of viewers that this other thing does on ESPN, too. Right. Well, I feel like I, I don't care about the Monday Night Game. I'd rather watch an Eli Manning surprisingly good on that, and Peyton Manning's always good at everything.
0: Eli's so. surprisingly funny. Like you wouldn't have, you would well, have thought that from his days in New York. He's very good. He's got a great personality about him. So um, they
1: can go with that. Uh, they can roll. So that's uh, that's good stuff that they do, and the, I like that. So the difference because, I, I intend to watch that a little bit and see what they have to say the difference
0: between the what ESPN's doing with the Mannings versus like when they had uh, Dennis Miller and Tony Kornheiser in there. Is that the Mannings actually played football and were very good at it? Peyton, especially, Hall of Famer. Uh, Dennis Miller is a comedian. That didn't add any anything. Like, what insight is he going to be able to provide? Tony Kornheiser, sports writer. Sports writers can be broadcasters, but when you already have an analyst in there, because they had Jaws in the booth, what what is Tony going to add? That and Tony was fine for for a while there. I didn't I didn't mind him, but I mean. It's just that the Mannings have so much more personality, they, they're they so much more funnier, and they have the football background, the football knowledge, having played the game, where they can have that analysis as well as the humor. It blends and works well together. really does.
1: So that was good. That was a great idea.
0: It was. Absolutely great idea. Uh, looking ahead to week three. Uh, A couple of big games. Uh, Of course, Seahawks-Vikings, we'll see. Oh, it's down to a one-point spread right now. Uh, Seahawks uh, favored in that one. Other than that. Like
1: like one little little, uh, comment from Peyton Manning here already uh, today. Peyton Manning said tonight, I think our conversations were bugged like the Patriots used to do back in the day. Something like that. Yes. Funny like that, yes. It's great. Uh, it's great. And they had a great finish to a great game last week, and yeah, just just funny stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's those lines that that get you and get get the audience involved. Um, Buccaneers Rams, easily the best game of the week. Uh, Packers 49 ers That's got some intrigue. Eagles Cowboys on Monday night. Sure, uh, not a great slate of games here uh, for Week Three. But uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, College football, anything else NFL related we need to get to?
1: Uh, Underdogs have done well. You know, Chargers, Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, Uh, Falcons, Giants. One of those teams going to be on three. Dolphins, Raiders. I would say best game of the week's probably Tampa Bay, the Rams. Tampa Bay and the Rams. Yep. Agreed. Probably your premier game. So, and then, of course, uh, we week,
0: week four is going to be Tampa Bay at New England. That is going to be must-see television.
1: So that's uh, a noon game
0: on CBS. <laughs> they put that on <laughs> Sunday <laughs> Night Football here, Al Michaels and Chris that's Collinsworth. I mean, that's... Um, I,
1: I mean, that's I don't know what records are for regular season games, but that's got to that's got to that's gotta break it. I would, I, mean, I would think so. I Anybody and their mother's got to be watching that game. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, i got a thing to go to in Brandon, so I'm probably going to miss Browns-Vikings, which, whatever. I feel like I missed the last time they played, which I think was in London a couple years ago. It sure was, yep. I just didn't wake up for it. Uh, I think I'm probably going to miss this Browns-Vikings game, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to watch watch Brady at New England. I'm going to have to watch that.
0: Yep. It, it must see. It's appointment television for sure. Uh, college football this week. First off, let give credit to uh, Charlie's Cornhuskers for making it a, quite the game against Oklahoma. That game is far closer than it should have ever been. Uh, Oklahoma win, wins that one 23-16. My Hokies uh, lost on a couple uh, final plays there against West Virginia. 27-21 should have come back to win that game. The whiteout in Penn State, very cool. Penn State beats Auburn 28-20. Uh, Pac-12 after dark is always entertaining, and UCLA loses to Fresno State, who is now ranked. Uh, Fres- or another F-State, Florida State, is 0-3, and they look just awful. Uh, Alabama survived a squeaker against Florida 31-29. That was a very good game. Uh, Alabama had 21-3 lead and had to hang on for dear life against Florida. And uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers beat Colorado 30 to nothing. But, Crins, did you see how many yards Colorado had in this game?
1: No, I would assume it wasn't a lot.
0: It wasn't. 80-80. Let's see. 63 total yards.
1: Yeah, I to win many games. That was like, uh, I mean, like Colorado was maybe even favored or maybe uh, it was like a two-point spread either way, and that was just a complete domination on the defensive side.
0: 82 passing yards, negative 19 rushing yards.
1: Uh, Not good.
0: Not good at all. In fact, Colorado was a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. And uh, Minnesota went in there and thumped them. Colorado scored the first touchdown in their game against Texas A&M a week ago. They lost that game 10-7. to So since the first quarter of that game against A&M, Colorado, I saw this stat and I can't remember who was it. I think maybe it was uh, on ESPN. 95 plays on offense they've run since that first quarter against A&M. And for a grand total of 226 total yards, that is 2.3 yards per play. That is that is disgustingly terrible.
1: Pac-12 is bad for a reason. They it's got a, Oregon.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, look at Fresno State beating UCLA.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, Fresno State, if they would have beat Oregon, which they damn near did, mm-hmm. they probably would have been your your Power Five, your Group of Five team to get out of there. Could. And could. wins at Oregon and at UCLA and then go through the rest of their, uh, what, Mountain West schedule. Yep. They could get through it. Uh, Fresno State looks like a gutty bunch.
0: Absolutely. And Oregon's the, the Pac-12's last hope because Arizona State loses to BYU. BYU, meanwhile, is climbing up the ranks. They could overtake Cincinnati, I think, because BYU's schedule is if we're going to compare the two, Cincinnati didn't look great against Indiana. Came back and won in the second half, uh, t- beat them 38 to 24. So Cincinnati finally did something here. If we're looking at Cincinnati's schedule though, coming up, it's not great. And BYU plays better competition. Uh, they know they play Good US. Job. They play USC at some point. Yeah, actually B- BYU does. I'll get to BYU's schedule pulled up here in a second. Uh, this. Allows me to, uh, of course. Since
1: well, gotten uh, gotten Notre Dame in two weeks. Yep, that's, that's <laughs> you win that. That's your signature win.
0: Yes, that's their last chance to impress because Indiana appears not to be as good as we all thought they would be this
1: year. BYU, I don't I don't like BYU schedule at all.
0: I'm uh, pulling that up here. Maybe I was just thinking that the one one was against USC and that would be their. The last, I mean, because they should run through the rest of their schedule pretty easily, I think.
1: Like Utah and Arizona State might be better wins at the end. Who knows? I mean, they've eaten three Pac 12 teams. So they got Boise State. They've got Baylor. They've got Washington State. So I think both of them can make it. I think they both can make it. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, Brett McMurphy, he's got his. Uh, Weekly bull projections. I feel like he had uh Cincinnati BYU in the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, had BYU Cincinnati Fiesta Bowl. All right, I'm down for that. So yeah, so two two non uh, non top top tier teams. So and uh, Oklahoma doesn't appear to be very good. Oklahoma no. No. They're still, what, fourth or third? It's like, how, how can you put them in the top five? The way Oklahoma's playing, damn near losing to Tulane and people put them fourth? Almost losing to dog shit Nebraska?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Clemson looks awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Clemson dropped three spots. Ohio really State dropped a,
0: a few spots, too, after struggling to beat Tulsa.
1: Yeah, it's like, drop, drop fucking Oklahoma out of this deal. Uh, they've not been impressed. I mean, Oklahoma's got to lose a game at this point, somewhere along the line, the way they're, the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State-Auburn look like a good one. Looked, okay, good close one. So, uh, Big Ten, Iowa-Penn State, they've got... Uh...
0: Michigan State is playing really well. Michigan's undefeated. The Big Ten yeah. looks better than just yeah. Ohio State. And if I... If I may, like, I don't know if you how much of this Auburn Penn State game you caught, or if you caught any of it, saw any highlights.
1: Not at a restaurant. I was on. I was just kind of looking at it. Fourth once in a while. Something like it was, you know, if, Penn State would get up and then Auburn would close the gap, and it was, it was a close game. Twenty, it's twenty-eight
0: to twenty. Fourth and goal from the one with three minutes to go, and Auburn throws a fade.
1: All right, dog, all right. That's enough. The dog is excited.
0: All right. Well, it's it's very understandable because we're talking uh, Auburn, uh, Auburn yeah. football. But fourth and goal from the one, why would you throw a fade pass?
1: Yeah, I, uh, Charlie mentioned that in a chat, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably not smart. Yeah. I, would, I would never do that unless my receiver was like six inches taller than the other guy. Mm-hmm. And even then... Oh, yeah, it just—it seems like it's not even a fifty-fifty play. It seems like it works less than fifty percent of the time.
0: Yeah, because quarterbacks aren't good enough to throw the fade.
1: It's just very odd that something that seems so ridiculous to, to me—it's like never do that because it never seems to work. They mm-hmm. Do it all the time.
0: Yeah, like someone's just trying to figure out. Oh, we we're going to be the team that does it this. No, 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 you really no. are. Um. So that's that. I'm looking ahead to this week, here we got the big uh, Wisconsin Notre Dame uh, neutral site game in Chicago. So that's that's big right there. Fox has that game. Uh, I mean, other than that,
1: it's a. Pretty... I would say Wisconsin wins that. Notre Dame's not look good.
0: Yeah, but neither is Wisconsin really. No. Um. A and M at Arkansas. That's actually this game's actually being played at Jerry World. That's three thirty. P.M. Eastern, 2.30 P.M. Central Time on CBS. That's a huge game. Give uh,
1: me Arkansas.
0: Yeah, I think so too because AM is on their backup quarterback. This is a, a show-me-something game here certainly for uh, for Arkansas, but also for A&M. But, again, when you're on your backup quarterback, that's not good. And then, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. The – there's not a lot of other good games here on the slate this week
1: uh next week it's in two weeks there's not a ton but Ole Miss Alabama that's that's in two two weeks Ole yes. Miss Alabama yep yep I can hopefully hopefully watch that because that's you know, Ole Miss Alabama Arkansas Georgia would could, which could be nice to been for Arkansas wins they should probably jump in the top ten the next uh, in two weeks you got Michigan Wisconsin so a couple weeks a little little bit better.
0: Ole Miss I mean if we're talking about a team that starts with O that maybe we didn't uh-huh. have in there at first. We had Ohio State, we had Oregon in there. Maybe maybe we uh Ohio State Oklahoma, excuse me. Maybe we sub in Oregon and Ole Miss as the other two O's. I think that's uh mm-hmm. I think that's suitable to do. Um so
1: And I'm interested to see, you know, Penn State has one loss, and that's to Ohio State. Where does Penn State fit in? And if uh, Iowa goes undefeated but loses to, you know, Ohio State mm-hmm. in the uh, conference all-game, what is, does Iowa stand? So, potentially yeah. for a big, uh,
0: big Ten, they have three one-loss teams. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's there's a lot there. It's uh, certainly interesting. Uh, to see how this season has kind of unfolded early on. I mean, we only have... We have nine winless teams and 23 teams that are undefeated right now. Um, And certainly that some of those undefeated teams will get knocked off this week because they're playing one another. And I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Very interesting uh, college football season we've had so far. I don't think it's gone the way a lot of people thought. It has was something te- like Oregon, you know, going into Columbus, getting that win, being a top five team. The rest of the Pac 12, complete dog shit. Uh, you know, Clemson not playing very well. Ohio State's defense has zero answer right now on how to stop anyone. So. ACC's int-
1: also another week where they were off.
0: Yep. Yep. So, a lot of intrigue. Going on in the college football world. Should we head to the baseball diamond, or you want anything else college football related we need to get to?
1: Yeah, baseball, up that.
0: All right. Uh, two weeks ago on the regular season here, the Padres shit it down their legs. I mean, they're they're done. The Padres are done. They get swept by the Cardinals. Um, Manny Machado yells at Fernando Tatis that it's not all about him. After uh, Tatis, uh, you know, struck out looking, he threw his helmet in the dugout. He was having a a tirade. Manny Machado's like, hey, this ain't about you. The Padres blew a 2-0 lead in that game. I believe that was on Saturday. Ultimately, um, yeah, they, they lost 3-2. to They got swept by the Cardinals. It's bad. I don't know what the Padres need to do. Maybe it's just an off year. I don't think it's their manager's fault, but he's probably going to get canned. Uh, wh- where, do, where do the Padres go from here?
1: They made a lot of big moves and... They just didn't pay off. Like Hugh Darvish wasn't good.
2: Nope.
1: Uh Brandon Tatis was great, but he was he was hurt a couple of times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably would have won one MVP if he wouldn't have missed uh, a few weeks of injury. Yep. Um, Joe Musgrove is their best pitcher, I would say. Uh, Blake Snell was not good. Mm-hmm. So you know, the big the big uh, the rotation, which was supposed to be so deep, was not good. You Darvish, below average. Blade Snell, below average. The guy who I liked a couple years ago, Chris Paddock, has been awful. Mm-hmm. He's 0 five. He had a pretty good rookie here, has been awful since then. Um, as their pitching to me was a huge disappointment. Uh, Diddleton Lamette, who's a guy a lot of people liked, he was injured last year, going through 40 innings this year. And in those 40 innings, he was not great. Area 4. Mm hmm. Pitching was a huge disappointment. Um, offensively, I think they were fine. You know, Tatis was great. Machado was fine. Jake Cormorant was good. Mm-hmm. Their offense was fine, just their pitching uh, was not good. Is it, so,
0: fa- is it fair to say they are the twins of the National League?
1: No, because twins were awful. At least Padres are still, you know, with their three games back, they're still in it.
0: Uh, yeah, but I'm just looking at, you know, like, offensively, the <laughs> Twins have been good. They have, I mean, Jorge Polanco's been hitting the ball like crazy. Uh, we had, you know, Byron Buxton, who's been hurt a number of times. Certainly not to the uh, – the Fernando Tatis hasn't had that uh, that injuries. <laughs> <to> the
1: Twins, <laughs> I would say, is the most disappointing. Right, but I'm looking like, at, like, the pitching
0: and stuff. I see – I think given that the Padres are good, not going to make the playoffs, I'm going to give the Padres that that distinction uh, if they don't make the playoffs, that the Padres are the most disappointing team in baseball this year. Uh, At least
1: they they are going to win like 85 games. Yep, yep, and, and that's fine. one of the best teams in baseball. And Twins they had injuries. Yep. Uh, with, with, I mean, all their pictures were injured, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, if, I, if you want to the Padres, yeah, they're, they're, they're right there though. They Oh, yeah, they'll make playoffs, and now I mean the Cardinals. I, don't, I mean I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the Cardinals. I don't want to ever see them like, ever again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking I agree. Boring shit. Well, it, I would think that the Dodgers will have no problem um, getting rid of them. I mean, right now though the the Giants only are a game ahead of the Dodgers, so there's a lot to be decided they're in the National League. The Brewers, uh, they've. You know, clinch the NL Central. Uh, I think, or they've clinched the playoff spot. They're gonna clinch the, they're gonna clinch the uh, the Central here in a few uh, days. The Braves still two games up on the Phillies. That's worth monitoring. I think the Braves hold on, but the Phillies do have the edge on this with the schedule. Uh, so that's big. And then the Blue Jays continue to play. Great baseball. The The Yankees are getting better, uh, playing 500 over their last 10 games. But it, it seems to me like we're going to get Boston and Toronto in the American League uh, wild card game. At least that's what I hope. And give me Toronto if that's the case.
1: I've been on Tampa all year long for World Series. Yep. I think I'm switching to Toronto.
0: Really? Is it because. Uh, t- of how well Toronto has been playing lately and Tampa seems to be sliding a little bit. I
1: mean, Toronto, they've, they've got a lot of things you like. They got Robbie Ray, who has been, uh, tremendous pitching. Robbie Ray has been excellent. He is as good as anybody's been all year. So he is a, you look for a number one starter heading into the playoffs and he has been excellent. Excellent. You got him. Jose Barrios has been his usual fine self. Mm-hmm. You got Injun Ryu, who's not been great. So, Robbie Ray's been excellent. And we can get a couple of other guys. Starters are okay. The offense is always good. So, I like that. And if it, I think it might be Toronto, Tampa in the first round. They're playing now, and I like... I would like that first-round series.
0: That would be a great first-round series. Those two teams met last year in the wild-card game, if I recall correctly. Yeah.
1: Um, We're going to get that, and we're going to get Giants-Dodgers in the first round. So, yeah. Feels like, you know, Milwaukee Braves and White Sox-Houston, I feel like those are going to be, like, the two series, like the two other series.
0: Yeah, and I... I would say that if you get Rays Blue Jays in the first round and Giants Dodgers in the first round in the NLCS or in the NLDS, no. that those are your de facto championship series. Like, there's going to be so much hype and intrigue for those first round games or first round series that that the championship series are going to be secondary at that point. Like, well, we already had that. Like, it just... That
1: that's, uh, I guess,
0: my opinion on it anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are, those are. I mean, Giants, Dodgers, obviously. I mean, Milwaukee's also very good. And you got a huge, I mean, again, like I said, a few weeks ago, all these teams are good. Mm-hmm. So, again, any of them could go to the World Series. I'll pick, you know, Tampa or Toronto. You know, it could be Milwaukee. I mean, American League, it could be any of them. But uh, a lot of good teams. You don't look at it like, oh, well, the Twins are in it. They're not going to do anything or not like there's one division or it's well maybe the braves maybe the braves would be that one team where you're like well Mm -hmm. their their division's not very good they're probably the the worst team in the playoffs besides that i mean everybody's very good
0: yep there was a debate last week i saw it uh both around the horn and pardon the interruption talked about it i believe on the same day uh and it's with vlad guerrero jr of the blue jays approach like he's Almost got the triple crown. Like he, he's right in contention for that, and they're talking about. Well, the media has been so in love and infatuated with what Shohei Otani has done this season. You know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's crushing out home runs. He's pitched very well for the most part, and for for someone to do that in today's uh, you know modern age of baseball is very significant and very noteworthy, and absolutely demands that you get consideration for the MVP given the the stats that he's putting up. But with the surge from Vlad Guerrero Jr. and what he's doing, if he can win the Triple Crown or even come close to it and get Toronto into the playoffs, shouldn't he be the MVP of the league and not Uh, Shohei Ohtani, and I get that we've given the award to Mike Trout a number of times with the Angels not being in the playoffs, but this, it's a very interesting debate, and it almost seems like the media's already made up their mind that they're going to go with Ohtani, and I think they're slighting Vlad Guerrero Jr. significantly here.
1: Vlad Guerrero Jr. having a great year. Any other year he'd be MVP, but if Shohei Ohtani doesn't win this MVP, then I, I don't know what to tell you.
0: If, but if Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the Triple Crown, you well, would still give it to Shohei?
1: Yeah. A guy that's going to hit 45 home runs, drive in 105. That's what Otani's doing. also is going to throw you 130 innings of baseball in the low three point three point twos. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's never been done in modern baseball. It's, it has been done since Babe Ruth 100 years ago. So if he puts up numbers like this every year, he should win the MVP even over Mike Kraut right. every year. Yeah. Like You have a guy who's – and Guerrero, he's having a better offensive year. He's having an unbelievable season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had one more home run, and he's driven in 11 more runs in all well, Vladimir Guerrero is better. He has a better offensive year. Um, just that, that pitching is that difference. I mean, 130 innings of really good baseball. 100, his ERA plus is 135. It means he's 35% better than average when it comes to ERA. Yep. Like, he, like, if he does that, he should win it every year. I just
0: think if... Well, if Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the Triple Crown and leads Toronto into the playoffs, that, I think, should win out. Because, okay, what's the difference between uh, Jacob deGrom? Like, we always talk about like how deGrom has that low ERA and should win the Cy Young. And maybe he should be the MVP because he's got such an incredible ERA. And yet the Mets don't offer him enough run support, so the record isn't as good as what it could be. It's the same <laughs> argument with Mike Trout there, but by extent, shouldn't we put Degrom in that MVP or give him the, um, the the Cy Young for sure in the National League year in and year out if he keeps putting up these numbers? I mean, I get my point. Being is that he doesn't get the he's not probably going to get the award. Because the Mets have faded and aren't going to make the playoffs.
1: This year he was hurt. So it's... Like in a normal year though... Like in a normal year, yeah. It seems like usually the National League MVP just isn't as good as the American League.
2: mm
1: -hmm. Um, Bryce Harper probably going to win in the National League, I would guess. Um, But Vlad Guerrero's offense is... Well, it's the best in baseball. It is not... That much better than Otani's. I get that. Terrell, I, I just... It, it, it would, like, if Otani was hitting, like, 200 with, like, 15 home runs, and I'd say, oh, yeah, I mean, he's a good pitcher and he's a better-than-average hitting pitcher. But, no, when he's potentially going to be leading the league in home runs or at least second to Land Guerrero, it's like, well, Guerrero's better, but it's not by that much more.
0: My... My hope would be that if Guerrero Jr. does win the Triple Crown, that the baseball writers have that conversation and not are just so steadfastly against picking anyone other than Shohei Otani. I just want the conversation at this point that that Guerrero Jr. should be considered highly for it and not just again it. What we're seeing from Otani, we haven't seen, as you said, in like a century. So it's incredible stuff what he's doing. Yeah. But also, the Angels aren't going to make the playoffs. And the, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs and Vlad Guerrero Jr. does the Triple Crown, I, to me, I think that provides a little more weight than what Otani's doing, even as unprecedented as it is. Yeah,
1: he's playing more important games. Mm-hmm. But for baseball, I don't even look at team success at all.
0: I wish that, that like, the majority of people would do that, because I don't always think that the, that the media, you know, the baseball writers, they don't always look at that. Is that fair to say?
1: I don't know, because like, it's one baseball player. like he, he only has control over so much. Like basketball, yeah, basketball is the one sport where one guy can make a huge difference. Or in football, if you're the quarterback you can make a huge difference. In baseball, you can't. Mm-hmm. And Otani, he's going to have 600 plate appearances and 130 innings. So, like Guerrero, he'll finish second. And in any other year in the last 100 years, he would have been first. And he'll probably win an MVP at some point. But this year, it's really Otani. Okay. So. All right. It's... The- that's fine. Because I saw that on Twitter somewhere. It's like, I don't feel like it's much of a debate. It's like, okay, he's having a great year. Triple crown, yeah. uh, wild card, whatever. It's like, all right, good year, great year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Otani's like, no, this, this is his award. It should be unanimous. It probably won't be, but he, he'll he win it, and William Guerrero should be second.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, anything else baseball related we need to get to?
1: I'll give my award winners here for my. I don't call them surprise players of the year, I guess. Okay,
0: uh, let, let me get this here. So, are, these are surp- these are surprise players. Uh, the surprise hitter of the year, surprise pitcher of the year, and then are we going yeah, I mean, with?
1: Every every week we got one, and then here at the end we'll pick the the most surprising like guy that came out of nowhere to have a really good year.
0: Are we doing that this week or next week since we have two we'll more? Do it. We'll,
1: do, we'll do it this week. Okay. Uh, Cedric Mullins for Baltimore would be my hitter. He's uh, hitting three oh one. He's going to have 30 home runs, close to 100 RBIs. 30 steals. He's going to be a 30-30 guy. Uh, just out of nowhere. Cedric Mullins. Excellent. What was the name? anything before this year
0: the lone bright spot on the Orioles this year pretty much
1: well I guess pitcher I'd go with Corbin Burns he was pretty good last year but before that not very good at all and he'll be in Cy Young contention 26 years old he was uh really good last year uh really good his rookie year but was not very good in year two so I would uh, I would say Corbin Burns he should probably win the cy young
0: all right very good so
1: i don't think anybody said oh yeah Corbin Byrne, cy young award winner no he was he was six last year so had a good year last year but he has he's been exceptional and the brewers i mean they, they, don't, they don't get enough uh, attention they've got they got three they've got maybe the three best pitchers of anybody I mean, the Dodgers are there, but uh, the Padres there are uh, between Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. That's uh, probably the three best pitchers any team can put out there, I would, I would say.
0: Absolutely. Corbin Burns of Milwaukee, yeah, it's the surprise pitcher of the year, and Cedric Mullins of Baltimore, the surprise hitter of the year. I believe excellent choices on your part. Um, anything else we need to get to before serial talk? Other sports news, uh,
1: Sal Perez It is forty-six 46th home run today. He's so
0: good. He is the lone bright spot on the Royals. He is.
1: He is tied with Vlad for league lead, and now he's at the most home runs ever for a catcher in a season. So, good yeah, he's had a really good year for a not very good Kansas City team. So, Sal Perez, most home runs ever for a catcher.
0: Very good. Um, saw that Mitchell was up fourteen seven over T on Friday night before uh, the train went off the the rails uh, in the second half.
1: We've watched a lot of football games in our lives, and yes, we have. I don't remember many like that one because T very good, and they were number one coming in, and Mitchell was ahead fourteen to seven. I like all right mitchell played well there were only three possessions each team in that first half that was a really good half by mitchell probably the best of the season and then in the second half it was 40 to nothing
2: oh, Ouch!
1: he had the ball six times and they easily scored six touchdowns uh, speaking of yards you want to guess how many yards mitchell had in the second half I think and if I, it's more than zero, you're going to be wrong.
0: I think I saw your stat. Then like they had like minus twenty.
1: Minus twenty-three.
0: Yeah.
1: They had a hundred and seventy-one at the half. They finished with one forty-eight for the game. They've lost. They're they're one and uh, three now. And one and two. they're one and three. They've lost ten of eleven. So. It's not very good. There's too many mistakes. Uh, this past week, they had really one, one, one or two turnovers, which weren't terrible, and only four, four penalties for 20 yards. But T kicked their ass in the second half, which, all right, you could see that. But after that first half, it was just very surprising. Usually, uh, don't see you know close competitive first half and then just complete domination like that in the second.
0: That's a shame. Again, kind of a little bit of false hope there after that first half. Well, yeah. Um, who do they got this week, or who do you have this weekend? Uh, is this going to be a win for them?
1: Uh, no, it's not going to be a win. It's uh, they go to Brookings, and we get to go to Brookings, and uh, they have a very nice stadium up in Brookings. So they do. They do. Uh, and you're excited to go to that stadium and call a game in that building. So.
0: It's a wonderful building. It is a wonderful building for sure.
1: Any Eddie... also yeah. Mitchell volleyball is doing pretty well. They're seven and four. They're probably not that good, but they're seven and four. They swept
0: out there in Spearfish?
1: Yep, yeah, they won those two matches, three nothing. And made the state tournament in eighteen. They were very bad in nineteen and twenty. And they're much better this year. And I do at least half of their games, pretty much every home game except a couple. And a an handful of road games, uh, four, five, six. I've not called a Mitchell win in three years in volleyball. <laughs> oh, no. And they've won, they've won and in, in that time since I last called a the win, they've won 25 matches or so. Oh my. But they're usually out west. Or they're usually on a weekend at home, or usually it's, for some reason I, I, I've not been able to do those matches, and I usually do, 13 or 14 a season out of their 20-plus. They play Brookings tomorrow night, and they should beat Brookings. So that'd be the first time in almost three years. I should call a win sometime this year, but we're halfway through the year, and I haven't, They're 7-4, and I haven't done one of their wins yet, so...
0: Because last year you had the tournament out in Rapid City, right? And they they lost all. That was matches. that was three
1: years ago. Was that three? What did you? Oh, was that basketball? Uh, basketball last year, right? Uh, basketball was last March. Yeah, basketball was last March. So okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, now Mitchell. Yeah, football. They might win their last couple, but yeah, it's just uh, been a struggle.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully it'll get a little little better here right down the line uh, the rest of the season or, or next year and going forward. Um, do you want to talk some cereal? let talk some cereal. Let's see what we got here. All right. Very good. We're going to do S and T this week. S and T. We are down to oh. our final two weeks of this. and the next week, we're going to do the rest of the alphabet. So... Uh,
1: and then maybe at the end, we can you can maybe tell me the ones that I said yes to? Yes, absolutely, I will. I can maybe give a top five or top ten.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are very few yeses, so I think a top ten will be easily doable here. Well, we have a few. Yes, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it all here because you never know. You might surprise me with some of these here. Um, we're going to start out with Sesame Street Cereal by Post Cereals and General Mills.
1: Sesame Street cereal would make sense. A kids-type cereal. It seems to be fairly new, maybe January of this year.
0: I have a 2013 to present.
1: But it's a no for me. You look at it, it does look terrible. It's looks like a bunch of letters and numbers. Letters and numbers which make sense for Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, never heard of it, so I can't give it a yes. But uh, not not the worst thing I've ever seen. So it's a no but acceptable
0: alright how about shredded wheat I see both Nestle if and not, Post if it's, not, if it's not
1: frosted I can't say I can't say I want to eat that All it's right. got to be frosted shredded wheat and if, if we've given that a yes yep. or if that's coming up uh, yep. but if it's not frosted then no I can't give shredded wheat by itself plain as shit <laughs> I can't give that a yes
0: how about Shrek's not donkey's Themed cereal by General Mills? No. <laughs> okay.
1: um, what does this even look like? Here? What does this look like?
0: I gotta think. Every,
1: it's like... Whenever you have a parenthesis in your cereal, not quite sure. Looks <laughs> this has got some marshmallows, so that's a definite no. There's a Shrek cereal here that looks like Fruit Loops, which is probably. Shrek's Ogre O's. so those are coming up, I don't know. Uh,
0: they are. That was just in 2015, is that that that's when that came out.
1: Those look like fruit loops, that's probably fine, but again, I I have not put spoon to mouth. So definitely no on the Shreks with the marshmallows. No. Alright.
0: How about Smart Brand?
1: Smart brand sounds like something I would eat. Uh, then again, no. So no for me. Smart brain, yeah. This looks like dog food. <laughs> Again, something you give cattle, maybe. Yeah, this does not look great. Um, no. Oh,
0: okay. How about Smart Start?
1: I've seen this in the stores. Smart Start. I uh, never tried it. Maybe some raisins in here. This is a flaky, a flaky cereal. Uh, it's a no for me, but it looks like this is something I would like. Okay. Do you want me to just put like a no the, there yeah, is the, the blueberries to... in it? I can't believe it comes with blueberries. I can't imagine that.
0: Do you want me to
1: put uh, it? This... Like, uh, special K, I'm sure that's coming up. Yep. Kinda looks like special K to me. Uh, it's a no, but I would I would be interested in this. Smart start.
0: Alright, so I'm gonna put interested next yeah. to it here. Um, s'mores by Kellogg's.
1: No, no. <laughs> Anything with chocolate. No, I got s'mores. I got the you got the too. Bag. Yep. That's uh, that, this is something that doesn't need to be a cereal. This would go in the stupid category. Is like you don't need to make s'mores into a cereal.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, you don't. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. By Funko.
1: Of course, Funko. <laughs> I don't understand Funko's the little guys with the big heads. I don't understand what that is. Never seen this? This looks like fruit loops that are all blue. Might be okay, but it's an all for me. How about
0: sour patch kids by post cereals?
1: Like why the fuck would you <laughs> I know? <laughs> Like why the fuck would you turn Sour Patch things into fucking... I've seen these in the stores. Like why the fuck would you say, yeah, we need to turn this into a cereal, just a bunch of the Sour Patch things, hard shit? No, it's fucking ridiculous. Especially if they taste like the, the gummies. Mm-hmm. Like why the fuck would you want to... Like, why would you want to eat that in the morning with breakfast? No. No. Oatmeal pie. Cereal. No. Ridiculous. Doesn't need to happen.
0: All right. How about Special K by Kellogg's? And we have a number of different ones in here. So uh, uh, overall, Special K, is that something that you're interested in?
1: Yes, it is. It's something I buy once in a while. I like Special K. Uh, I think it's going rice, basically rice flakes. Uh, yeah, Special K, give me a yes.
0: All right. So within that, we have chocolate. Tell me if any of these uh, additional flavors of Special K intrigue you at all. Chocolatey Delight. Absolutely not. Cinnamon Pecan. No. Blueberry. No. Red Berries. No. Vanilla Almond. No. Fruit and Yogurt. No. Protein Plus. No. All right. So it's just truly the one special K uh, one that you like. Okay. All right.
1: We'll I, I, I like fruit, but I don't like it in my cereal.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh, no, no, yeah. Strawberries love strawberries, but anytime I've had them in my cereal, it's a no.
0: How about uh, I just, this is all it's giving me here. Start by Kellogg's.
1: Not smart, Start.
0: No, it just says start.
1: Start by Kellogg's. <clears throat> well, it looks like this guy's got a bike, a guy on a bike. Uh, these look like honeycombs. It's a no for me. Uh, it's a no for me. Okay. Start. Not a bike. No. <laughs> Get
0: the bike out of here. Uh, str- strawberry blasted honeycomb by Post
1: Cereals. Man, they know how to ruin some good. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. These are strawberry honeycombs. Might be okay. I've never even seen this. No, for me. These honeycombs are yellow because they're honey. Right. Um, no, never seen this before in my life. Okay. Wow. Well,
0: have you seen this? I have not. No, this is uh, this is new to me. Oh, no. No. Okay, how about Sugar Crisp by Post Cereals? It's now known as Golden Crisp, so we may have covered that one.
1: Let's check it yeah, out. These yeah, these are fucking disgusting. Yeah. We golden did. Crisps. Yep. Sugar Crisp. Golden Smacks, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Looks like coffee. I don't like coffee. I've never tried coffee. Looks like coffee beans or something. Uh, I've tried this. No, I don't like it at all. No.
0: All right, and you said no to Sugar Smacks, right? Because that was
1: uh, was coming up. I Honey Smacks, I guess. Sugar Smacks, Sugar Crisps, Honey Smacks, Golden Crisps, any... Golden Crisps have a bear on them. Honey Smacks by Kellogg's. Have a frog on them. Yep. They're the same thing. Bear versus frog. They both suck.
0: <laughs> How about uh, sugar puffs? Now known as honey monster puffs.
1: Sugar puffs. Honey monster puffs. Never seen this. This looks at the know. Looks like the same shit. <laughs> um, this mascot is a creepy looking guy. <laughs> Boy. You remember that? You remember the, the TV show Dinosaurs as a kid?
0: Uh, oh no, I don't. Oh wait, yes. It was like the like no, almost, three, or like uh, the people, ro- people. It was like the robotic dressed. dinosaurs that they just yeah yes, yes like the baby well, like
1: look. People, people actually in the suits or whatever. Yes, yep, it looks yep. like the baby. It, it looks like the baby from the dinosaur show.
0: Oh lord! Oh man!
1: That's what space looks like. That's what it looks like. Creepy. Uh, no.
0: How about Superman Stars by Post Cereals?
1: Superman Stars. No. No, no.
0: All right. How about Super Mario Cereal by Kellogg's?
1: Super Mario.
0: There better be mushrooms in here, right? I mean... Better be mushrooms in here, a princess, something yeah, like that. Oh we look like, uh,
1: yeah, the, uh, the green mushrooms, uh, red uh, red and yellow, mushrooms, uh, marshmallows, no. It looks like a cereal with mushrooms or uh, marshmallows, no.
0: Final one here, sweetened wheatfuls by Mom's Best Naturals.
1: That's a mouthful. <laughs> probably a no for me. Sweet and wheatfuls, no. I feel like yeah, you know, mine's best. Yeah, the, well, hold on here. Oh, got to be a no, but these are all these are. It's frosted, uh, frosted shredded wheat, frosted mini wheats. Uh, it's a no because I've never heard of this before, but these would probably be good.
0: So you're interested.
1: I can't give a yes anything I haven't tried, but these would seem to be fine with me.
0: Okay, so I am going to because I don't think I got interested on a lot of these cereals. So when I put these into the in the Google spreadsheet here, um, I'll have to have you update some of them that you would potentially be interested in because I didn't get them on. On every
1: possible of the ones that I haven't heard of, but I would yep. try. Yes, yes, that's what that's I would, what I would. And I would expect to like them mm-hmm. if I tried.
0: Exactly, exactly. All right, the S's are done. Let's go to T's here, uh, quick, and that's uh, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, Team Flakes by Nabisco,
1: Team or Team Team, Team T E A M, Team Flakes. What the fuck would that be? Team Flakes, these look like Wheaties, which I like. Uh, these look old. You know, uh, no. is this even around anymore? I've never heard of this.
0: I don't know. I don't have a year, unfortunately, in front Who
1: of me. like Wheaties or... Four? Crunchy four-grain here: rice, wheat, corn, and oats. Something that it look like I would like. But I've never heard of these. So no. Uh, but it would seem all right. It doesn't have any marshmallows. No sugar. It's a boring cereal. It's a boring cereal. I'm probably going to like it. As long as it's not too boring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, no. But uh, intriguing.
0: Okay. I'll uh, put intriguing here. Uh, let's go then with Tesco High Fiber Brand. This is also... Uh, similar to all brand cereal, uh, which you, I believe, said no to. Tesco,
1: what is the specific?
0: High fiber, F-I-B-R-E brand.
1: Tesco high fiber. No, this looks like pretzel sticks. (laughs) So no, I don't want, I don't want, fuck would you even eat this? (laughs) look like pretzel sticks so it's an O for me
0: Uh, this next one I have no idea about Three Wishes
1: Three Wishes Aladdin I don't know (laughs) Three Wishes yeah this is different Uh, looks like Cheerios never heard heard of them Uh, a lot of different flavors here. Looks like Cheerios. Could be good, but I'm say no.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see here. How about Toasted Cinnamon Squares by Mom's Best Naturals? Oh, great. Mom's back.
1: Mom. This is Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
0: Her version, I would guess.
1: Um, yeah, so no, I don't like that cereal, I, I'm not liking this either. Toasted cinnamon squares, nope. It's got a bear on there, a koala, and a kangaroo, and a squirrel it looks like, but no. <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch knockoff, No. Nope.
0: Toasted wheat fools by Mom's Best uh, best Naturals.
1: Well, I assume these are shredded, uh, shredded wheat. Yeah. What the hell? No, this would be uh, the non frosted type, so it'd be no. All
0: right. Uh, Toasties by Post Cereals.
1: These are just knockoffs Cheerios. No, these are knockoffs of cornflakes. Are these cornflakes? Yeah, these are cornflakes. Cornflakes was a yes. Again, I have never tried these, but I would probably think I would think they'd be okay.
0: Okay, so no, but interested.
1: I've never had them, but I would think they would be fine.
0: Okay. How about Tony's Turbos by Kellogg's? T-U-R-B-O-Z.
1: Is this just just Frosted Flakes with more shit on them, probably? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. What's Tiger doing on this one? Uh, these look like honeycombs. What's so great about this? 2005. Boy, it's like a lot of shit in this box. 24 vitamin vitamins and stuff. Uh, a lot of people talking this up big. No, I never. No, I've never heard of this. Looks like there's a lot of good stuff in it for you. I've never even heard of this. Apparently it's been around since 2005. Oh. I've never even seen this. But it looks uh, interesting. Last
0: two here. Total by General Mills. Hmm.
1: Flakes. Not something that I buy. I've heard of them.
0: Okay. There are six. There are five kinds here, or six kinds. Um, I can run through the flavors here, so we can. So, how about total cinnamon crunch? I'm guessing that's a no.
1: No, I, I'm gonna say yes for total. Okay. I'm gonna say yes. All right. Yes, on no the cinnamon crunch.
0: Total corn. Be
1: corn flakes. Mike. Then I, yeah. In total, why I, guys, not something that I buy, but something I would like. I would think not something that I see really either. Total corn flakes would have to I would assume a Yes, would be I think would be fine.
0: Okay. Uh, total cranberry crunch would be a no. no I'm guessing. Total honey clusters. No. And total raisin brand?
1: Probably a yes.
0: All right, so we have.
1: Couple of surprise.
0: Yes, yes indeed. And our final one for this week Tricks by General Mills.
1: Wow, Tricks. It's yes. beer. Uh, I have had Tricks. Uh, it's a yes for me. All
0: right. Very good. So overall here, we this is like the biggest one we've had. I guess ours we had quite a bit of uh, yeses. But this one, we had three yeses and I think three or four interested or intrigued. So that's very good. Very good.
1: I haven't had tricks in a long time. I have had it. And I remember that I did like it. And I did like tricks. Maybe that's something I should buy. I did like tricks,
0: yes. Alright. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. And you should like it because we're jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, very good there. Good. La- last thing I have, um, and again, it's death taxes and you beating me in fantasy football oh. seemingly all
1: the time. By the way, as we record this, the lions are ahead at halftime. That's crazy.
0: It's just nuts.
1: seventeen to fourteen. They anyway, were a twelve-point favorite. It, it's just. Aaron, so Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers eight for ten. Seventy-five yards, two touchdowns.
0: One would imagine he should get more, more, uh, more passes oh, yeah. than that. Well, yeah. we're looking at to next week here, and. I do like that I have Jalen Hurts playing on Monday night. I always like it when I have at least one guy playing and the other doesn't just because it gives you that little bit of hope unless you're down by 50 and you, it's only your kicker. Uh, but I have Jalen Hurts against Patrick Mahomes. That's big. Derek Henry playing against the Colts. I have Eckler against the Chiefs. We saw what the Ravens just did. Uh, I have a couple of Dolphins in there. I don't think that's all that great. But Cooper Cup's been amazing. Hopefully Darren Waller has a big game. Brandon Cook's on a Thursday night right away. Uh, How do you see this matchup going this week between
1: you and I? You're favored by 15 points, which I always like projections. Um, Their projections are shit. Yeah, they are. They're dumb. Um, Yeah, Cooper Cup's been good for you. Uh, I thought I thought Chargers Dallas would be a little bit more exciting, more mm-hmm. points.
0: I think that the refs uh, really screwed the Chargers. I'll be honest there.
1: But there there were not as many points as I thought. I think I'm gonna win. Uh, I like my defense. I've got. Uh, I'm gonna change to the Broncos to the Jets. Just remember the Jets play, I'm probably gonna pick them up because I like uh, the quarterback's bad as we discussed that one.
0: Yes, the Broncos play the Jets, so that's you're lucky there.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to do that. Um, Robbie Anderson at Houston. Hope okay, I give him maybe one more week. I've got uh, DeAndre Swift, who I sat this week. He's done fine tonight. I got what this Eli Mitchell for San Francisco. Oh,
2: yes. Yep.
1: He Day to day, he had. Uh, a big week one, he plays the Packers Sunday night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It appears to be their number one guy. It just, I don't what he's a rookie.
0: He is, yes.
1: I mean, just amazing that some guy nobody's ever heard of, and oh he's a he's a number one guy due to injury on a on a pretty good team. Where the hell's he even from? You know, I mean, he's from uh, Louisiana. So, yeah, some random dude. He was a six round pick. So have got him, and he got Hurts. Made a lot of moves in week one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jarvis, uh, I, I, I like my way, I like my chances to win, yeah.
0: I do, too. I I do. I mean, I'm, I am I got to figure out what, what I'm doing with the Dolphins here. I mean, maybe I go with, uh, maybe I throw in Odell Beckham and, and see if that's good. My bench sucks. It, it really does. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do with my defense because I got the Colts, but the Colts are playing the Titans, so I don't really feel good about that. I almost think that the Vikings are the better play here against the Seahawks. Um,
1: Darrell Henderson has been very good for me. uh,
0: Yeah.
1: He's been the number one guy for the Rams. As long as he's the number one guy, he should be fine. So I feel a lot better uh, with my team than I did after the draft.
0: And my team has vastly outperformed what I thought they would, and Cooper Cup is a major reason why for that. Um, I'm going to need a big game from Chandler Jones. He better wreak havoc on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Chandler Jones didn't get me a point this week. Uh, So that's that's big there. Uh, This is going to be tough. Uh, I'm still going to be, I think, the number one team in the league after week two is all said and done but uh, you will be, I think, up to, like, fourth or fifth, so... Oh, uh,
2: well, you're
0: 2-0? Yes, I, I am 2-0. Uh, yeah, you're...
1: Yeah, I mean, the guy I played this week had 151 points, which was uh, fourth best, so it's like, goddamn.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I did exceptionally well this week, 181, but, you know, he was 30 behind. Yeah, you, know, you, beat, so. you,
0: that, that, you beat my stepdad, so...
1: Like, you know, Derrick Henry, only had a sixty-yard run. So if he doesn't have that, I mean, that's that was probably at least what a 12, 13 thirteen-yard play right there.
0: So. Yep, yeah. If he doesn't have that sixty-yard touchdown run, you, then the Titans might not be running it, you know, down at the, the goal line uh, late uh, in the game. They may be throwing it. So that it's like a fifteen-point swing potentially there.
1: I did. I just. I mean, forty-seven points from Derrick Henry. I mean kind of a new scoring system this year, but I don't see any running backs really being better than that. I don't know.
0: Christian McCaffrey would be about the only
1: one. Yeah, I mean, damn near 50 points from your running back, that's that's, that's pretty good.
0: If we had done it with the old scoring system where you'd have five bonus points for uh, over 100 yards rushing... You would, I think, because I think uh, Derek had six catches for 55 yards. So that's 11.5 points right there, uh, no. plus the 18, uh, 29, and then uh, eighteen forty-seven. So, yep, that's, that's where, because he had three touchdowns. If we had just done the bonus points like we did last year, he'd have one fewer point. An so,
1: exceptional game for Mr. Henry. Yes. Wow. I mean, it was him and Delvin Cook, and I see Delvin Cook just limping that fourth quarter. I'm like, yeah, that's why I didn't take you, because you always get hurt.
0: Yep, yep, and that's 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 the danger. That's the danger with him. Um, and he had, because I went against him, he had 16.8 points this week.
1: And Justin Jefferson had a huge drop in that game. So yes, that's
0: it. yep, on that last drive, on that last yeah. drive.
1: And he got screwed out of a touchdown in week one, so...
0: He'll, he'll do good. He'll, uh, I predict he'll be doing the gritty at least once against Seattle on Sunday.
1: And the Packers better watch their ass there. They're going to be 0-3. Mm-hmm. And then...
0: So, uh, and again,
1: just, I mean, just more reason. I mean, this division is up for grabs. If it ain't going to be Green Bay, sure as fuck ain't going to be Detroit. It's got to be Chicago. So, I mean, if, Green, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be like this, I mean, you know...
0: Then he's he's done. It's just get him out. Get him out of Green Bay, and I think uh, everyone
1: knows I, he's, I can't believe he's tanking, but I don't know. He's a different guy.
0: He is. <laughs> it would be awfully funny if, though if, if you were tanking.
1: You know what? I'm I'm here, I'm playing, but My heart's gonna lose it. so my career somehow. Yep. That is awfully interesting.
0: Sure is. Sure is. Well, you have a great rest of your week. Good luck this week, and um, enjoy the enjoy the nice fall weather we got. And uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long?
1: Should be good. Should All
0: be right. good. Very good. Like I said, you have a great week, and uh, look forward to uh, having you gloat next week when you kick my ass.
1: We will see. It's uh, nothing's guaranteed in fantasy.
0: Not well, uh, right? But more well, often than good, not, yeah. you you tend to kick my
1: ass. Yeah.
0: Well, most of the time, it would, it
1: would be a nice little win. It would be a good win.
0: It would. It would. A tie atop of the division there uh, it would loom large as we play the rest.
1: Yeah, one division for yes.
0: Yeah, indeed. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. I'll see you later. Sounds good, Travis Crins joining me here on the Sports Block podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff there, um, and yeah, so excellent, excellent stuff there. A lot of NFL talk. We were probably a little hard on Zach Wilson, but it's just he's not that good, and the Jets are are a terrible team. And the Jets suck, and he's not—he's—it's uh, just the match made in suckiness. That—that's how it looks right now, it really does. Um, good serial conversation, good, good college football, baseball, and stuff. I still think Vlad Guerrero Jr. should get some consideration over Shohei Otani if he's the Triple Crown winner. But I mean, what Shohei Otani is doing is unprecedented in this day and age in baseball, it really is. This podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack Travis Crin's at Travis Crin's. Facebook Nathan Stack a link to the podcast posted in the middle to later part of each week. Got a lot of stuff going on here in the Stacken household, so we're going to hold off on Charlie until next week. Um, we can have plenty of college football talk. Then uh, we'll try and get Noah on for another edition of Picks. If not uh, uh, he went 1 in 3 this last week. He if you recall he picked the Bengals, he picked the Jaguars, he picked the Dolphins, and he picked the Cardinals. Um, only one of those wins happened, the, happened to be the Cardinals. Yay. Uh, but we'll we'll try and get him on. If not, uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition. Uh, and hopefully he'll be on in you know, subsequent weeks. We'll see. Again, he's three and a half. And anyone who has toddlers, uh, three and a half, knows the three-year-olds, uh, know that uh, things can change at the drop of a hat. So, we will continue here, wrap up this week's edition with some picks, and review what happened week two, make some picks for week three in the NFL. That's coming up here on Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com. We wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at week two in the NFL and make some early picks for week three. Uh, and we don't have our a uh, cute little guest picker with us this week you know, being three and a half some some weeks you want to do it some weeks you don't and this week uh, Noah declined, but hopefully we'll get him on next week uh he did go one and three in picks last week i wish he had gone 0 and four because that would have meant the vikings would have won but that's neither here nor there so let's go back and look at what happened in week two started thursday night another good thursday night football game New York Giants and the Washington football team, Washington, and they they went back and forth. Uh, Taylor Heineke playing in place of the injured Ryan Fitzpatrick played very well. Daniel Jones, the Giants quarterback, much maligned Giants quarterback, had a very good game as well, and they kept uh, driving. looked like the Giants were going to win after Heineke threw an interception late in the fourth quarter, but the Giants could only get a field goal. Washington drove down and lined up for a 48-yard field goal. Dustin Hopkins kicked it wide right. But the Giants were offside, Hopkins got another chance at it, booted it through from 43, and, the, and Washington escapes with a 30-29 win. Terry McLaurin, 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown for Washington. On Sunday, the Las Vegas Raiders are now 2-0, thanks to another monster game from Derek Carr through the year, 382 yards, and uh, didn't even get that much help from Darren Waller, his all-pro tight end. Instead, Henry Ruggs third caught a huge touchdown, Pass and the defense stymied Pittsburgh's offense for much of the game. Raiders win 26-17, though there are some injury concerns for the Raiders in this one. Derek is listed as questionable. Josh Jacobs uh, might not play this next week. On the Steelers' side, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, hurt his ankle on the last play of the game. A meaningless last play. Don't know why he was in there. And also TJ Watt left with a groin injury, so we'll see what happens there for the Steelers. Major. Major ass-kicking in Charlotte, where Carolina thumped the Saints 26-7. So the Panthers' defense was incredible in this one. Sam Darnold throws for over 300 yards. He was great once again. Jameis Winston, a forgettable performance, had multiple turnovers, and just was not the uh, not the quarterback that you would have liked uh, compared to week one, at least. And the, the Panthers beat the Saints thoroughly, again, 26-7. Cleveland Browns beat the Houston Texans 31 21. A much more difficult game than what we would have initially thought. The Cleveland Browns uh, I mean, they were trailing at one point in this game 14 7. Tyrod Taylor had the Texans looking good, but he hurt his hamstring, had to leave the game. Davis Mills, the rookie from Stanford, took in or took over as quarterback, played pretty well in this one. Uh, but ultimately, the Browns, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield, just too strong, and the Browns win 31 21. At one point during the game, it w- we talked a lot earlier in the podcast that uh, Travis and I did, and kind of ripping on Zach Wilson, and yeah, is that fair? Neither of us are multi-million dollar quarterbacks, maybe, but he's taken number two overall, so there's a lot of pressure on him, and he's just not that good for the number two overall pick, at least not right now. And At one point in this game against the Patriots, he'd thrown as many passes to Jets receivers, as he did the Patriots. Four completions to four interceptions. Wasn't good. Uh, The Patriots thumped the Jets 25-6. Patriots settling for a few too many field goals, but still a good win in this one. Defense looks solid. Chicago Bears got their first win of the season, and in doing so, they saw their first little bit of Justin Fields in significant action. That's because Andy Dalton, their starting quarterback, left the game in the second quarter with a knee injury. Sounds like it's just a bruised knee week to week. So we might see Justin Fields this week Fields played okay. I think he, what, run for, did he run for a touchdown, throw for one? It, it wasn't great. Uh, Joe Burrow, no, I don't think he did that. No, he did, no touchdowns in this one. Because Joe Burrow threw three interceptions, including a pick six. And the Bengals battled back, but ultimately fell short, losing 20-17 to to Chicago. So Bears fans are likely going to get their wish and get to see Justin Fields this week. The Bears defense, four takeaways in the second half. Matthew Stafford improves to 2-0 as a Ram. The Rams and he and Cooper Cup have a pretty magical connection, at least so far through two weeks. Rams beat the Colts 27-24. Uh, back and forth game. The Rams uh, issue on special teams with, a, uh, with the one of their guys in the way of the snap, and that resulted in a touchdown for the the Colts. But Carson Wentz gets hurt in this one yet again. Two ankle injuries. He has a, one, I would say, looked a pretty... Far more severe than the other, but the Colts fall to 0-2 with both losses coming at home. to NFC West opponents. Uh, the Rams improved to 2-0. That NFC West is very good. Speaking of very good, Buffalo Bills. They looked very good against the Miami Dolphins here. Josh Allen, not a spectacular day through the air, but he did get uh, quite a contribution from the ground game for once. And the Bills' defense was great. They knocked Tua Tagovailoa, the starting quarterback for Miami, out of the game with, some, with a rib injury. Jacoby Brissett couldn't do anything, and the Bills shut out the Dolphins 35 to nothing. Jacksonville Jaguars scored the very first touchdown of the game on the opening possession and then couldn't do anything else offensively the rest of the game. Teddy Bridgewater solid as the Broncos win in Jacksonville 23-13. Uh, the Jaguars did get a kickoff return for a touchdown, but that was it. It was just not good for the Jaguars, who have now lost 17 straight games. That is tied for the longest streak since Detroit 2007-2009. How about the San Francisco 49ers going into Philly, another East Coast game for them uh, to start the year. They beat Philadelphia 17-11. A couple more injuries potentially for San Francisco in this one, but both of their touchdown drives were over 90 yards. Eagles offense uh, had it like first and goal at one point in the second half and didn't score a touchdown because they went for it on fourth. So that wasn't great for them, and they ultimately lose 17-11. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Atlanta Falcons 48-25. Two pick-sixes for safety Mike Edwards in this one. Tom Brady throws five touchdowns. Falcons are just overmatched. Buccaneers, a very good team. Four-plus touchdowns for Tom Brady in four straight games. Second longest streak in NFL history since 1950. We talked about it. The Cardinals beat the Vikings 34-33. You couldn't ask for a better start for the Vikings, uh, scoring a touchdown in the second play from scrimmage. Uh, you get up to out to a 20-7 lead. You get a pick six in the second half, and it just bad coverage in the secondary multiple times. Daniel Hunter did have three sacks, which is great, uh, but overall, just you know, then for Greg Joseph to miss not only the extra point, but that 37 yard field goal just to the right. Uh, hopefully, he rebounds from this, doesn't let this kick define him, uh, but that's a bad loss for the Vikings. They should have won that game. They lose 34 33. What a second half for King Derek Henry and the Tennessee Titans in Seattle, trailing 24 nine at the half. Henry said, "Let's put the game on my back and on my shoulders." And boy, did he ever! He uh, totaled over 180 yards, I think, in the second half and overtime alone, including three touchdowns: one a 60-yard touchdown run, and the other uh, one of his other touchdowns was late in the fourth quarter to tie the game and force overtime the C, the the Titans would end up winning in overtime 33 to 30 but 41 touches 237 scrimmage yards three touchdowns for Derrick Henry in this one he put the team on his back and the Titans showed that yeah that maybe that week 1 game against Arizona was a bit more of a mirage Dallas Cowboys beat the Chargers uh, at SoFi Stadium 20 to 17 a lot of Cowboys fans there it certainly felt like a home game more than it did for the Chargers but that's going to be expected I think for the Chargers all year long, Dak Prescott wasn't great in this one. Justin Herbert threw a couple of picks, but the, the officiating this game was just horrendous. So many calls going against the Chargers that, quite frankly, just shouldn't have happened. They're bad calls. No other way around it. And the, yeah, it just should not have happened. And the Cowboys, ultimately, Greg Zerline makes a 56-yard field goal as time expired, and they beat the Chargers 20-17. to 17 with help from the refs. And then what a game Sunday night in Baltimore, game of the year, the the, the Chiefs get out to an early 7-0 lead on a pick six by Tyron Matthew. They're up 35 to 24 after Kelsey uh, made a great 46-yard touchdown uh, run, or reception, and it was just great between the, what Mahomes and the Chiefs offense was doing. It seems like the Ravens weren't gonna win, but then Mahomes throws a pick late, In the third quarter, or early fourth quarter, on a third and long, shouldn't have done it, momentum swung, the Ravens would score, and they ran all over the Chiefs in this one. The Chiefs could not stop that option attack, and then uh, ended up taking the lead late, 36-35. The Chiefs got the ball back, drove down the field, and then Clyde edwards allaire fumbled it. And that denied the Chiefs any opportunity to win because the Ravens would go for it on 4th and 1 and get it. Securing the victory, 36-35. Lamar Jackson's first win over the Chiefs. Finally get that monkey off his back. And then Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, uh, 4 touchdowns, 3 receiving, 1 rushing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was good in this one. Lions were game in that first half. Had a 17-14 lead in the first half. But the Packers take over in the second half. And win 35-17. to Let's take a look now at week three in the NFL. It begins Thursday Night Football. Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on the NFL Network. Davis Mills is getting his first uh, start in this one. A first career start. It's just not going to go well. Uh, the Panthers' defense is too good. They're a much better football team than the Texans. Taking the Panthers in this one. Uh, L.A. Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS, going to go with the Chiefs in this one. They're going to bounce back. The Chargers, they're going to be game, but the, Ch- the Chiefs, just a better team, they're going to avenge that loss that they had to Baltimore. They're going to improve to two and one. Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Got to go with the Browns in this one. You're going to play Justin Fields. I know Jarvis Landry's out, but Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, should be playing. The Defense is going to get better for the Browns. The Browns are just a better team than the Bears right now, taking the Browns there. Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. This is almost a must-win for the Colts. And I don't think they're going to do it because Carson Wentz, if he plays, he's not 100%. Jacob Eason likely getting the start. Nope, I'm taking Derrick Henry and the Titans all day long. Give me the Titans here. Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Listen, T- Taylor Heineke played very well, and this is going to be a tough game for Buffalo, but Buffalo is just a better team. Uh, we'll see what Josh Allen can do through the air. He hasn't been great so far, but give me Buffalo here to beat Washington. Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Jaguars have looked terrible through two weeks. The Cardinals have looked great. They got a little lucky last week against the Vikings. Okay, a lot lucky. Uh, But Kyler Murray is going to shred that Jacksonville Jaguar defense. Early kickoff time doesn't matter. Didn't matter last week against uh, the Titans or week one. Give me the Cardinals here to win. Then the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Which Saints team is going to show up here? The team that put up 38 against Green Bay or the team that put up seven points against Carolina I think it's somewhere in between that Patriots defense is good Mac Jones and company get the win over New England I'm taking or er, over New Orleans excuse me I'm taking the Patriots Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Lions 1 p.m. Eastern noon central time on CBS it wasn't there was a season uh saving win for the Ravens but it could be a season changing win uh, given all the injuries that they've had I don't know how the Lions are going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson they won't I don't think give me Baltimore in this one big over Detroit Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. Steelers have some issues. Offensively, they're not great. Uh, defensively, not as good as what we've seen in the past. I'm a little worried about this game, but I will take them to beat Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and company, prove it to me. Prove it. Let's see if you, let's see you win this game. Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. The Falcons aren't good. The Giants are better. I think Daniel Jones and company, after losing that close game against Washington, they're going to get the win over Atlanta here. I will take the Giants. Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. If Derek Carr plays, I like the Raiders. If he doesn't, I think the Dolphins might win, but the Dolphins have a lot of issues with the offensive line. Sounds like they're starting Eichenberg, the rookie from uh, Notre Dame, in there. I just... I'm hesitant to take... I got to go with the Raiders. I'm not going to try and talk myself into the Dolphins. Won't be surprised if the Dolphins win, but give me the Raiders here. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. No contest here. The Jets stink. Zach Wilson's not very good right now. Broncos have a good defense. Teddy Bridgewater playing great for the Broncos. Not a believer in them yet, but give me Denver to win here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the LA Rams, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. What a tough game here. Uh, you got Tom Brady against the Rams. Remember, the Rams went into Tampa and beat them last year on Monday Night Football. A lot of weapons around there. I'm I going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. I'm going to go with the road team. I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. I think Tampa Bay, I think L.A. is very good. Uh, Matthew Stafford and, like I said, Cooper Cup playing very well right now. But give me Tom Brady and the Bucks to get that win here. And, I mean, could be their second, first of two trips to SoFi Stadium this year. Assuming they get back to the Super Bowl, because that's where the Super Bowl is being held at, there is at the Rams' home. Uh-huh. and I think this is—I had this as the NFC Championship game preview or prediction at the beginning of the year. Rams, Bucks. Uh, so we're going with the Bucks here. Uh, Green uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings, 4:25 p.m. Eastern, 3:25 p.m. Central time on Fox. I like the. Vikings in this one, they have to get off the schneid at some point. That secondary though is going to be tested by Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf and company. But the Vikings snake bitten twice, not snake bitten a third time. They're going to get the win, their first home game of the year. Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers, 8:20 p.m. Eastern, 7:20 p.m. Central time on NBC. 49ers, their first home game. Green Bay does not do well when traveling out to California or uh, to Florida under Matt Lafleur. I don't see it going well again either. No good homecoming for Aaron Rodgers. Give me the 49ers in this one. And then Dallas, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. I, I like the Cowboys in this one. Eagles, uh, hopefully Jalen Hurts has a big game, especially for me fantasy-wise. But I, the Cowboys, better team. I like what they have. Uh, they're playing much better defensively than I think a lot of us thought they would. Um, a lot of injuries for them, but give me the Cowboys over the Eagles here in this one. And those are your picks for week three. Uh, official picks and predictions can be found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com, in our Football Friday post. Uh, that will do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. A uh, lot to uh, we had discussed a lot the NFL with the Vikings losing that heartbreaker, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, we talked college football, we talked uh, baseball as we head towards the final couple of weeks. Again, Travis is pitcher and hitter of the year. Corbin Burns for your pitcher uh, from Milwaukee and Cedric Mullins, your hitter of the year from Baltimore. Uh, we discuss cereals. One more week of cereal talk left, and then you know, we'll, we'll figure something else out to talk about too because this was a fun list to put together here. Uh, but U through Z next week on the cereals. So uh, we'll have Charlie on next week to talk college football. Hopefully Noah will be back uh, to make picks on a few more games. And uh, as always, this podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stackin, Facebook Nathan Stackin, Travis on Twitter at Travis crins. A link to the podcast posted middle to late part of each week. So again, hope you enjoyed this week's edition. Uh, and we hope you uh, tune in again next week for lots more football talk, baseball talk. Maybe we'll talk some Ryder Cup as well. Uh, but all of that and more. So have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the first weekend, uh, the last weekend of summer, first uh, few days of fall. And we will talk to you next week, Nathan and saying thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, And we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.